Mike, turn your games down. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another What Are You Playing episode of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Hubberton, and who's playing games with me tonight? This is Joe Butler, and oh man, you got DMC in my Final Fantasy. This is a star, and I didn't like that, but we can keep moving. (laughs) (laughs) Got Isaiah here, been on the show a couple times. Robbie Sherman from Conversations with Robbie Sherman. How you doing, everybody? I've been on here two or three times, I think, at this point. Something like that. At one one time, I told myself I was going to keep track. Yeah, that that didn't happen. (laughs) My bad. We are here for... Finds a way. <laughs> Pretty much. I, just don't care. <laughs> yeah. enough. I have too many people out here and not enough caring. <laughs> I keep enough charts of everything else I do on the show. We are here for the July 2023 What Are You Playing episode where we take a look at things that we've been playing, watching, and reading. Mostly playing because I don't read much. That isn't for this podcast anyway. So I'll first I'll just get the get the thing out of the way I have to talk about. We'll just start with Marvel Snap real quick and get that out of the way since <laughs> we were doing that in the I green mean... room. Yeah, Marvel Snap is, is a given, I think, for most people nowadays, especially if you're a huge Marvel fan. I mean, it's fun. I, I'm not so sure sometimes about it. Like, I, I keep telling myself, like, okay, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop spending the 10 bucks. I'm just but yeah, that each month they get my ten dollars immediately. So we'll see. Well, and when you look at the value that you, that you get for that 10 bucks, just the golden credits alone, it's worth it. Like, yeah, and, and I, I enjoy the past seasons. Yeah, I mean, like, like, you look at the past seasons, though, like Nebula, she was definitely worth the season pass. Ghost um, Spider Phoenix, wasn't to me. No, definitely not. Phoenix Silver Force Surfer wasn't was. to me. Zabu conti- continues to be one of the best cards in the game. Yeah, so Zabu he was, was definitely worth the 10 bucks. Like, even after his so-called nerf, he's still one of the best cards in the game. Because turn, turn uh, four-cost cards are just so impactful. Yeah, I'm only missing one pool four card and six pool five cards at the time of this recording. <laughs> so At I have almost a full set. I actually have my, like, Perma have my game open. The only cards I'm missing at this point are Silk, Master Mold, Kang the Conqueror, Jeff, and Howard the Duck. Okay, you're, you're doing it. Okay, you got more than that. Uh, I'm missing Snow Guard, but I'm completely okay missing Snow Guard. I think everybody's okay missing three. Snow Guard. I heard oh, wow. Howard the Duck is one of the most powerful characters in all of the <laughs> I do want He's Howard useful. the Duck. I won't buy him but I'll take them for free when they give them to me. Exactly. He's useful, uh, especially with cards like Iron Lad, where it pulls from, like, it, it mimics the top card of your deck. So if you can see what that is, you have a little bit more control over what uh, Iron Lad gets, which oh. in, which can be useful. I Well, one, I really want Iron Lad, but I had the dumbest play happen with Iron Lad. For those that don't play Marvel Snap, Iron Lad, well, you're just ignoring me right now. But Iron Lad will copy whatever card on the top of your deck. I had somebody had a Green Goblin in their deck, so they copied Iron Lad. And Iron Land just flew over to my side of the board and gave me six points for nothing. I'm like, cool, thanks, guy. And then they they nice. retreated immediately. As I a laughed. joke, I Iron Ladded Galactus one time. It was hilarious. I mean, that's okay though. But like Iron, I mean, Iron Landing Green Goblin's like, why the fuck is a Green Goblin even in your deck if you're playing Iron Land? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's how Galactus is actually run nowadays. After his adjustment, is you generally want to stack like a Green Goblin or a Hobgoblin over there just to help you win that lane turn and five and six. Well, you know, Iron Lad is useful because, you know, he can, like, think about it. Th- like, as, as a surfer player, if I can copy Silver Surfer twice per game, like, he doesn't he doesn't sit in my Silver Surfer deck. But just as an example, or or as, you know, Darkhawk as a four cost card, if he copies Darkhawk, that it's now six more power than your than your base Darkhawk. So yeah, no, he's good. I, I I'm he's going to be free. There's a chance to get him to spotlight cash next week at the time that 
the week that you're here. Yeah, well, I mean, considering I'm only missing five cards, I'm not too worried about the other spotlight caches, you know. Well, I mean, next week is Iron Lad, Kang, which I could give a shit about Kang, and I forgot what else is in there. Is that the one they refer to as the Conqueror? Yeah, but he's useless yeah. in this game. He he's is a useless card. And that um, actually, I can pull up the patch notes and tell you what's available in the next couple weeks. I think it's, uh, well, it I know there. next week's Echo, Iron Lad, and Kang, because I was actually interested. The other weeks didn't matter to me because it wasn't cards I wanted. Right. Most of these I'm not interested in. I just really wanted that. Se- I, I just really want my sexy, sexy Jean Grey variant. Is that the one with Phoenix in the background? Yeah. Yeah, no, that looks cool. Like I, I, like I said, I'm a surfer first. player. So I'm a surfer player. So I bought Jean Day 1. Because I knew like that variant would be there. Oh, I love it. See, here's the thing. Here's the thing. She's not as uh she's not as broken as people think. Most people when she came out, she thought, oh, if you get like if you can't play that card there, like you stack goose on there with her and your hand is all four or five cost card, and the other opponent's hand is all four or five cost cards, you can't play there. No, she just makes it that way. If you can, your first card has to be played there. Yeah. I now, just if you have a five and a three cost, you have to play the three cost. Yeah, that's my I I don't even when I play her I don't like her so I did get her for free because I <laughs> I had to open the cash because I couldn't oh, I couldn't handle it leaving surfer, unopened though. like you're supposed to. So. She's great in Surfer though because like you throw Gene down then you throw Brood the next turn you can play in any other lane you want oh, while point. your opponent is stuck to that or if you don't draw Brood throw Groot in your deck they have to play there you throw her down then you throw Groot down now you get a nice eight power Groot is actually going to see play now. Okay, I maybe I'll have to mess with that. I I should update my surfer deck anyway because that that's one of my favorite decks to play. But no, I'm I'm well, still playing Marvel Snap. But every single day, I yeah, it can't stop. <laughs> oh, I love it. it. It's it's my go-to. And it's I've nice only missed when you got a one mission. Break, you can get a couple I, games in that I didn't do that I could have done since this game started, and that was one of the stupid weekend missions where I had to win twenty games of Patriot. I'm like fuck Patriot last week, and that was it. Well, this week it's win fifteen games with one of the ones is win fifteen games with Phoenix Force in your deck, and I'm like, eh, not gonna do that. That requires efforts that I'm not really looking forward to play. No, it's not easy. I think that's enough. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Joe, what is something you've been playing? Sandstar. That sort of sounds like a card game, huh? It's, I've heard Iron Lad so many times it doesn't sound like a real word anymore, and so once at that point it was just like mm, white noise. Not like yeah, I know. It's because I see the fucking commercial for this game all the time. It's the same dude, and he goes, "We want to make a card game that you can't come in and just buy victory." So I have to ask these best cards that come from the battle passes. Can you get them? Like you have to spend work to get them, or you have to pay money and then spend work. You can get them without spending money, but it ain't. I got this one. So you ha- you still have to play the game no matter how much money you spend in order to get boosters to upgrade your cards. Once you upgrade mm-hmm. your cards, you unlock these caches. So it still requires you to actually play the game. It's not like you can just walk in, drop $100, and get every card in the game. You actually have to play in order to advance. Also, $100, $100 wouldn't even get you every card in the game. But No. <laughs> but as an example. As an example. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I. Uh, that, that's fine. At least I... I just get like certain commercials in my brain because they just keep playing and I hate them. I, I, so, yeah, that's uh, that's my exposure to Marvel's Matt more and more. It's just a guy going, "We want to make a card game. You can just come in. You don't can't buy victory." I'm like, all right, call me. You can buy victory. Okay, I don't care I... what they say. You drop enough money, you can buy victory. Oh yeah. So um, I, I think that was Ben Brode in that commercial, who was also one of the guys who created Heart, who worked on Hearthstone and revamped Hearthstone. Yeah, that yeah, that looks like his face. Revamped. <laughs> <laughs> that looks like his. 
But yeah, I, I'm curious. It was asked, John, what have you been up to? What are you playing these days? Uh, I'm not going to start off with Final Fantasy 16 because I've been playing that the most. So I'm going to start off with the other game that I played. One thing that I did, actually, I'm not even going to start with that either because I, I did something else too. <laughs> I hacked my 3DS. And, oh, fuck uh, yeah. Uh, one thing that I want to say is uh, I, I bought 3DS and uh, Mike goes, hey, Joe, I bought this card that lets you play games on it. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I'm just going to have my 3DS. I should just fucking bought the card. My God damn it. I swear <laughs> to fucking it's God. It's worth it. I paid 20 bucks on Amazon. I didn't believe it. It's one of those 501 things on Amazon. I'm like, oh, these, this has got to be fake. A buddy of mine, good friend of mine, had been on the show, Vincent. He's like, I bought it. It works. You know, so he's like, trust me. I'm like, OK, so I picked it up. Yeah. I can play any DS game. I loaded up. Actually, I'm playing a couple of DS games coming up in the show in a, in a little bit. I'm, I'm playing on there. So, yeah, yeah, worth it. Guess what 3DS game completely slowed down turning on my 3DS? Go ahead, Mike. Guess we're doing it for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Kingdom Hearts? Fucking Kingdom Hearts. I downloaded it to the fucking Switch screen. My, my 3DS now goes from booting in five seconds to booting in 30 because that game's so fucking big. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Goddamn you, Kingdom Hearts, 358 by two days. Why must you be bigger than most 3DS games? Also, I've been playing A Link Between Worlds. It's a, it's a great DS Zelda game. It's, it's a great like, game. It's, yeah, like you tur- it's like you turned your DS into a PlayStation 2. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If Nintendo's just upset with you because you... How dare you do stuff with the console you paid for? They know they now that you've said it aloud. Yeah, they, they fixed it, though. They, they fixed it. You can now... I, I was waiting to buy one, and like not even a week after, they said like, "Oh, the Nintendo released a patch to break your 3DS." They they're already like, "Yeah, we fixed that. It's cool." So go ahead and update your 3DS. <laughs> it's fine. Oh, okay, because I immediately turned when I got my 3DS out. I turned off the updates. I'm like, "Fuck you, Nintendo! If you're gonna try to break my system because I'm doing things you don't approve of, well, that's not happening." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get it. You're right. You do what you want. You know, I, I get it, but leave me alone. Yeah, you might. I think it's only if. I don't know if you have to have a brand new 3DS and then ha- and then update it and then hack it or if you can still update it and it'll be fine. But I, I updated to the current because you, you can't turn on the 3DS without updating it. And then it's like then I went to go check. They're like, oh, yeah, no, we already had that solved. So go ahead and use our usual guide and put it on and blah, blah, blah. So <laughs> that's good. I just I, mean, I, I, I get it. But in, in the case where a system is dead. The online shops are down. Fuck it. What do you care at this point? Right. Like, right. Let people do what they want with their stuff. Especially in a case where, like, you're not making the games. Nintendo only likes to re-release things to a certain degree. So stuff is, like, just leave it alone, Well, it's not like they're going to re-release it on the 3DS. No. (laughs) So just leave it alone. Like, it's fine. Just let people do it. At that point, let people do what they want, you know? Right. But that's Nintendo for you sometimes, so. Yeah. But, oh, no, is there royalties? I'm not the biggest fan of Nintendo, if anyone hasn't guessed that. The royalties are not kidding. It's also a weird thing where I firmly believe you should not be allowed to charge money for games that are more than a decade old. Or at least, like, you can't charge more than $10. Fucking forgot to buy Homecoming on the PC. That bitch is now $30 for a mediocre Silent Hill game that's more than fucking 20 years old. Oh, you didn't buy it for the 5 bucks? No, I forgot to. I'll have to wait till the next Steam sale. Which will be in about 6 hours. Yeah, It's also probably not worth it, but yeah. It's also on GOG, by the way, too. Anyways, Mike, pick someone else. Who's next? Oh, Star! Dead by Daylight. Let's go with the classic. Yeah. But I played a lot of it. They just House had their anniversary event. So House I, Nicolas Cage. Oh, it's like eight days away, and I can't fucking wait. I can't wait for just lobbies of Nicolas Cage. And he's so, at least as of right now, how he plays in the public test beta, which I don't typically fuck around with unless I'm really excited. He's so talkative. He won't, like, <laughs> stop. And, like, like... 
80% of the characters are mute outside of screaming and pain and stuff. A few of them they added lines to recently, which is kind of interesting. Wesker was, like, one of the first, I think the only, no, he's the second killer they added, like, voice lines to. The first one was the Korean heartthrob murder knife man. But then, yeah, Nicolas Cage, he just doesn't stop talking. And I love it because he just says the most unhinged shit. Like, I don't know if you guys have seen clips of this, but, like, you know, every other person's like, oh, I'm scared. And he'll just be like, oh, fuck you, killer. I'm going to chase you next. And it's like, oh, my (laughs) God, Nick. All right, damn. We can just do that. And he has, like, he talks about how much he hates the crows because the crows are basically a visual thing for if someone's running far away. So he'll just be like, don't piss off the crows. And he has all these lines about crows. And it's just like. Oh man, Nick! Why is Nick got to be so hard to love, so hard but so easy to love at the same time? Is... It does. Uh, do you know what his ability is? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. His abilities are the funniest ones they put in Dead by Daylight to date, <laughs> um, which was very appropriate. And they're all, of course, actor th- focused. One is you get a random one in twenty five chance of an effect because basically you can have abilities that you can activate on you know in certain situations but like so there's one ability that as long as you haven't used it in the last like 45 seconds you can just use it it's called dramaturgy and you either become one hit down so you just instantly for 12 seconds can be one shot you get become faster for 25 seconds or 25 percent for two seconds you scream and then nothing happens or you just get a random rare item like equipment that assists you doing the stuff in your hand which I've seen funny videos of like people just spawning like 70 items. So that's probably going to get a nerf to some extent. <laughs> like a floor littered with stuff. That's yeah, not um, like a nerf ha- about to happen. Yes. Plot twist is a thing is a perk that if you want, you can instantly put yourself on the ground and in like a wounded state. And then the killer can see you And but if you can heal yourself, you come back with full health as opposed to just being one shot. So he just, like, and it's funny, like, people have been cheesing it. But, yeah, he'll just lay on the ground. He'll just be standing just, like, on the ground, like, oh, got to take a quick nap. Hold on. And then scene partner is his last one, which is when you are, like, close enough to the killer that you get an auditory warning that, you know, you're close. There is, uh, when you look at the killer's direction, you scream, and then he, the killer can then see, get a visual aura of where you are, and then you can see where the killer is, and then you can run off. <laughs> but it's, it's... I have this dream of when he comes out of being a killer. It sounds so terrifying to just be hanging out and then just have Nicholas Cage here. Ah! You're like, ah, oh, fuck, dude, why? Stop, please. I'm just trying to play. I'm going to. Uh, but yeah, Man, I, am, so I played hard. Dead by Daylight once and that was a very long time ago. This is the best time. This is going to be probably the like happiest the community's been up for something meme in a while. And, you know, like it's getting, I think, better. Every every like year they kind of keep doing stuff. I'm like, okay, this is better than last year in my opinion. But this is this is a pinnacle. I'm so hyped. I can't wait for this silly man to be in my silly game that I. It's my uh, Marvel Snap. Is Dead by Daylight? I'm like, oh, I got a little bit of time. I'll just do my daylight. Uh, Take it. Yeah. So Nicholas Cage hype. Uh, also, did you guys hear the quote he said to fans at a at the one of the gaming conventions recently? That was it was instead of E3. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, he basically said, like, any person who plays my character in this game, I we will share a personal connection. <laughs> I was <just> like, <laughs> Nick, oh, shit. He just, I love him. He's so wild. But he's also kind of, like, I forget what he's done. I know he's done stupid stuff. Fucking dinosaur, T-Rex skull purchasing maniac. Oh, shit. So, yeah. That's you a, love your that, Dead by Daylight I mean, what's game, the no, point of having sure. Nicolas Cage money if you're not going to do Nicolas Cage things, you know? You're not wrong. Yeah, because that was something I didn't realize, and I think it's something I still need to go see, is he's playing 
Nick Cage, his character in the most recent film with, oh, what's his name? Pedro Pascal. Yeah, from that film. And so I, I now I want to go see that, knowing that he's that character technically, not Nicolas Cage. But and um, but I think his self-awareness at this point in his life is a little more refreshing. And I feel like I don't hear about him doing as anything as wacky as he did, you know, like 15, 20 years ago. So <laughs> I think, well, I think, I think we're mostly clear. It's okay. He They just showed a trailer where he's coming out with his own like John Wick movie where he's uh, an old man. He's an old yep. man protecting his daughter and granddaughter. So I'm really excited for that. I saw that and it was very much like, let's do John Wick, except play a little bit more into the like slightly immature humor and edginess. And I was like, okay, all right, Nick, you do you, bud. I, this is a weird, <laughs> this is a weird bag, but you chase it. I'm, you know, no shame. <laughs> it was also some, the other thing I've heard that still is was shocking to my friends to me is that this was, he said that this was the first time anyone from this industry really approached him for something like this. And I was honestly surprised. I'm like, I'm surprised no one at this point was like, hey, you want to be a cameo? That's, I'm know. surprised too. Cause he's yeah. kind he's a pretty famous actor. Oh, it, it's a weird thing where I've heard. Cause, uh, I think whoever plays Kratos in the new God of War games talks about how in like the the actor industry, it, it used to be back then, but now it isn't where if you got approached for video games, basically your career is over because you're just probably never going to act again and stuff like that. So maybe they, you know, people always have old, old fogies in the acting world. So it might be one of the things where it's like maybe Nicolas Cage's, uh, what is it, what, they, what the actors have, like his manager or whatever probably just doesn't want him like keeps denying people away because he's worried it's mm. gonna kill his career oh, yeah i mean keanu reeves would like to have a word with you yeah his <laughs> going strong after cyberpunk like that's like that's the ultimate example of that 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 myth being dispelled like keanu reeves is still finding work still m- pumping out john wick movies you know and this is after he was pretty much the i don't want it like he was the main character of cyberpunk let's be real the main character <laughs> Well, yeah, but that, that's what I mean, too. Like, they, that's what they think, because even now, like, the, the guy that plays, I can't name his name, but the guy that plays God of War, he's like, yeah, they, they offered me, like, was like a three-game deal and all this other stuff, and, like, the, the, both the games sold well, so he's like, I'm hoping that myth gets put to rest, because it's, like, actors should be playing in more video games. That way we can have more, you know, good acting in them. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm with that, too. I agree. I forget the actual actor's name. I know the character's name is Teelik from Stargate. For those that watch Stargate. Christopher Judge. Yes, he's a good actor. I never sat through the Stargate. I watched a little bit of that and it was like, nah. <laughs> I tried. I gave it a I gave it an honest try to watch Stargate after the movies. And I was like, this is just uh, it's so cringe. Completely understand. I watched the entire SG-1 series and I can't tell you why. So and this is you- coming from a dude who was able to sit through every single episode of every single Star Trek series multiple times. You know, well, Stargate isn't Star Trek, okay? You never <laughs> you're never just because you watched a bunch of Star Trek, you want to sit around and watch Stargate. <laughs> I mean, I, what are you I saying, even, man? Come on now. I, this is even even watching Enterprise mul- mul- multiple times. Enterprise is great. I mean, and I'm not it, being sarcastic. I actually really like Enterprise. Where it needed to be, to be honest. That theme song hits different, though. Yeah, um, that's a great theme song. It is. It is. But, like, we're all, I'm also talking the animated series, which also was super cringe. Wait, 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 uh, wait, wait. There is an animated Star There's Trek two series? seasons. Yes. Star Trek and they're, yeah. They're part of the main series. They they connect to the original series. They're year four and five. Oh, I can't, wow. I couldn't do it. 
I tried. <laughs> Wait, oh, wow. if, that's oh, the one I'm, I'm saying I've watch. watched them multiple times, and I could not do Stargate. Yeah, I think that means there's more wrong with you than Stargate in this case. But hey, I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you, like the Stargate like show, I could sit through Farscape. That is actually, that was a good one. Yeah, that has a lot of great Jim Henson puppet effects. I wish Jim Henson had done more science fiction. It came out good enough. It has a lot of interesting plot lines about sexuality in the future. Yeah, I I I I I, I stand <laughs> the the Farscape. It's good. Farscape is good. Yeah. So uh, is, it, is it time for me to talk about yes, the please. video game I've been playing? Okay. If you want to talk about Star Trek? Uh, I think no, we, maybe maybe in a little bit. I'm, I'm part of a Star Trek podcast. Y'all skip me. I was after Star in the introduction. Now. Oh, hey, 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 you, know, you do it, Isaiah. You go ahead. All right. So for me, like I, I tend to play a lot of games that I feel personal connection with, uh, especially in the summer when I don't have as much time. This this summer, I've been playing. I, I had a major bug up my ass because back in 2021. Mass Effect Legendary Collection re-released. And I'm sitting here, look, for some reason, I kept, like, it showed me my achievements and I was missing the insanity achievements. So that has been my personal conquest this last month. I'm currently on Mass Effect 3 after dealing with all the pain in the ass part portion of Mass Effect 2 on insanity. And if you've never played it, buckle up. 3 is a lot easier on insanity, but 2 is a pain in the ass. So currently playing an engineer shepherd on Mass Effect 3 insanity, my most hated class, because apparently I'm a glutton for punishment. I love that you like, can be both an engineer and a shepherd in that game. <laughs> I know, right? Right. Well, I mean, like, so for Mass Effect, like, like I, I did the Insanity runs on the original uh, on Xbox 360 when they first came out. And they were they were definitely tougher than on the Legendary Edition because they patched some things, made some, made some things different. But like Mass Effect 2 Insanity, and I just finished that up, I want to say, like last week was hands down one of the toughest things that you will probably do in Mass Effect, especially as an engineer. For for engineer in three, you got tech combos. Tech combos, the damage scales, or like all your power combos scale on, on insanity difficulty. So like you're doing way more damage, but like in two, you don't have that. So you really have to be thorough with your build and it's all about crowd control. And the game does not like when you decide to play crowd control. <laughs> okay. So... Uh, I- I, I like but, to hop. I like to hop on the Mass Effect train. I've never played a single Mass Effect game, uh, but my partner has, and uh, he continues to make me not want to play those games. One because they're long, <laughs> they're they're long as Almighty Christ. Uh, but two, I have a new hobby, which is getting stoned because it's legal up here. And what one day we're on the couch talking, and he's talking to me about like plot lines of Mass Effect, and all of it sounds ridiculous because you have a lady who wears on a full body suit of armor, and her whole deal is that her people. Made a species, and then the you species. You stop right now. Tally spe- is a national treasure, and I will go to war. <laughs> you, God, oh, damn it! Well, it sounds bad coming from someone like it was. It's a joke because it's like I don't know anything about Mass Effect, so you have someone telling it to you, and you're like, oh, and you're both high. Why do you know, he, He's not, uh, but I am. But it's like, why do people play these games? But yeah, Tali has like the people, and they told him to get the fuck off. And if you're the Quarian. If collection it, told Tally that she had to leave the flotilla because her father. I can't. I can't with you, Joe. No, 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 I didn't, I didn't even understand let's, let's let's deflect to the Mass Effect expert here. Okay, so Tally's storyline <laughs> is that she's on her pilgrimage, which is something that all Quarian do as a yeah. coming of age ceremony. Think think similar to like the Amish and their Rumspringa. 
And their pilgrimage is not complete until they bring something back of value to the flotilla, whether it's tech, information, skills, something like that. Now, that Mass Effect 1, Tali's whole pilgrimage is that you helped stop Saren and she brought vital information back to the Geth. That's how you earn her loyalty. In Mass Effect 2, she is now a respected member of the Corian community. She is sent as a scientist to find out why a star is having massive dark energy output. That mission was a pain in the ass on insanity as an engine, like as a soldier, when I did it originally as an engineer, it was actually kind of easy because you get drone. So mass effect Two, you secure her loyalty by defending her for treason charges because she was sending parts of geth back to her father and her father was recombining them and reactivating them trying to find a weakness in the geth neural network now the geth neural network is think think kind of like a multi-port ai the more that are linked the stronger it is so she had no knowledge of her father doing this so her you secure her loyalty by either by either making sure she doesn't get exiled or by not exposing her father you can make sure that you get that she doesn't get exiled by not exposing her father by just pretty much being like look tolly's a badass this is what she's done for y'all y'all are stupid or you can get let her get exiled and not expose her father and mass effect 3 really depends upon what happens in mass effect 2 if you if she's still part of the flotilla now she's now she's an admiral he's taking her father's place as an admiral and is helping coordinate the war against the geth this is a lot of what she's done but really who she is is my lover and i will fight right now i will defend her she is precious and she is trying her best out here i've only romanced tolly once i try to i try to mix up my romances every playthrough like and i've played every class oh played every difficulty oh i didn't know like this one (laughs) i didn't know (laughs) this guy's sexy with this video game character okay Um, i did not know the a romance great, it's possible. so and th- so this one i did the one character i hadn't done yet up to this point which was thane in mass effect 2 i don't know what i'm doing for mass effect 3 i haven't figured it out yet but in mass effect 2 i romance thane so there there's there's an alien that looks like sheldon from big bang theory and he said something about <laughs> oh my morden yeah so, we don't so i love morden okay this is Tally, and I love her. And this is the only body pillow I own. And I will go on the record and say this is a body. Oh, there's pillow. camera. Yeah, hello. There you go. Oh, look at you. That's how much I love Tally. Every time I've played that game, I only romance Tally. I don't do anything else, and I can't even if I wanted to. I think I've tried, and I'm just going. No, I miss Tally too much. Garrus is the best romance out there because he's with you every oh, single. Oh, Garrus is second. Garrus is very close second. I love that but man a, so much. But he's a space cop, from what I've heard. And that is um. That leaves I, CSEC because yeah, they true. don't do things right. And so yeah. then he becomes a vigilante on a space station. And he then was, eventually become eventually he becomes the head of a reap of a task force for his people, which was just like a token assignment. But like that dude goes to hell and back with you. Like Garrus is always the primary romance. If I'm playing a, fe- uh, a female shepherd outside of, you know, like Thane in this run. He's the best kind of cop, a former cop, and then a vigilante who says okay, fuck that's, cop. Okay, that's fine. Uh, and then <laughs> and then uh what what's the other what's the other thing that we laughed at that I thought was really fucking a funny? Morgan who has a beautiful song and you 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 boiled him down oh, it looks yeah. like Sheldon. Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. Something about that he, Which he in- 
He made a bunch of rock people sterile or something. I don't know. Yeah. Well, did you? Krogan, I... Don't you dare talk bad about my best friend. Oh, Krogan's are badass, okay? Joe, I don't but, think like, you deserve to play Mass Effect at this point. You're right. No. Because I, if I you haven't, do, it's... Um, I haven't played Mass Effect. You need... No, no. That's what I'm saying. No, need, that's you need you've lost need the ability, Mass Joe. If I hear you're playing Mass Effect, I'm play going Mass to riot. <laughs> Oh, I can Joe change that, Joe, if you want to. I need to do. I did Mass Effect on the show once, but it's terrible because the audio is terrible. I might have to. I I, 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 if you do Mass Effect again, you let me know. I'm I'm down. Um, but but Joe needs to play Mass Effect, okay? Mm. Because he's missing out on one of the greatest stories Bioware has ever told. And if anybody knows anything about storytelling and video game developers, then you know that Bioware is one of the top. Like. I don't know. Other than the fact that they botched the ending of three when it first came out, they made up for it with the Citadel DLC, but that that's a different soapbox moment. <laughs> ending of three is fine. Something uh, I mean, once they fixed it in Citadel. Nah, I need like to a... play Citadel. I haven't yet. That's and it feels very. Oh, uh, the Citadel DLC is the hands down the best DLC ever come out with in a Mass yeah, Effect game yeah, uh, because it, mm-hmm. like, it hurts me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's it's your last hurrah with everybody. I know. Like, it brings back every main character from the game. Oh, right. It's, it's it. But it was perfect. Like, and then it fixed the ending, and it made it so that way, like you're sending this series off with the with the endings it deserves. So, Mass, Mass Effect. I'm sorry. Is that like their last waltz? Uh, I guess like the the final like getting the band together and going yes. out inside. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, a big ass party. Oh, <laughs> the game already ends with the ability for you to call any living companion who's not at the fight and just have a talk with them. And this is basically that, but longer in a party. From my oh, understanding. Oh, wow. Okay. Which is exactly yes. what you need with with a combat simulator. Simulator. <laughs> uh, okay. I also feel it's really important to make a note. For everyone here and the listeners at home, a dead body pillow is officially licensed from Bioware. I just don't want anyone to think <laughs> oh. I went out of my way to buy a non-licensed. But that was basically, the whole reason why I bought it was because it was an April Fool's prank, and they one year and they think they did Garrus first, and then I was like, oh man, if they make a talent one, I have to buy it. And then anyway, we can move on now. I just wanted <laughs> to really here we put are. that on a record. <laughs> yeah. Um. So in yeah. addition to Mass Effect, I've also been playing the the Shadowrun trilogy. Which, if you're not familiar, Shadowrun is a tabletop RPG that's based around the cyberpunk style themes. There's a trilogy that came out, I think, on PS3. It is when it, the first game came out on um, on SNES, uh, but then they came out with a trilogy for more modern consoles in the PS3 era. And so I've been playing that. It's actually really good and it's pretty faithful to the uh, to the uh, tabletop RPG. Other than the fact that you can't hack vehicles as a rigger, that annoys me. I so. love it. I've never played it. Oh, it's it's fun. It's fun. Uh, I bought it when it was on sale. It's like the, tri- the whole trilogy was like twenty some bucks. I might have. and. Oh, I I highly recommend it. It's it's a lot of fun. Mike, have you ever played a tabletop? Yes, I know for a fact he has. Oh, he's muted. I know for a fact he has. So don't let him say no. Oh, okay, I see. I got you. Um, yeah, no, the yeah, silence is no. I refuse. He, no, he's, I, he's muted for some reason. Yeah. We're not sure why. I hope he's okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sure he's fine. I just like, oh no, I've always. Yeah, like, I'm fine. I just apparently don't know how to use a computer. You know, first oh, time. Yeah. Well, see. Well, never mind. Okay, I, I played Rifts and I played D for those that riffs is riffs is one of my favorite systems it's a cool game it's like a post-apocalyptic world and yeah it's fun it's been a long time based post-apocalyptic post-apocalyptic world uh it's a percentage-based system but it's a lot of fun it's very free form 
like they don't have modules like D&D does. So your game master really has to be inventive, but they have a lot of source material to pull from and such. Yes. Got it. Yeah, that was years. That was over 15 years ago. <laughs> that was a long time ago. God, more than that. A yeah. long time so, ago. I've I mean, only, we were still in school at that point. Yeah. I've only had experience with tabletop style games through video games. Like, there's a PlayStation 2 version of Dungeons and Dragons, I think, if, if I remember correctly. <laughs> yeah, but that's more of a that's more of an action RPG as opposed oh. to like a like a tabletop style. Like if you want that experience, Baldur's Gate hands down one oh. of the, like the the original Baldur's Gate, which was uh, re-released on console as the ex, uh, enhanced edition and Baldur's Gate 2. Of the two, Baldur's Gate 2 is definitely more different. And it or I want to no, I shouldn't say different. It's definitely better uh, just because of the things they added. But like, like you want that definitive tabletop experience. Baldur's Gate Enhanced Edition on console is phenomenal. Uh, Baldur's Gate Two even better. So you definitely can get it from those. Okay, that's very cool. Thank you so much for that. I would say maybe no Dragon Age, Dragon Age Origins. Uh, I mean, that's the next one that I'm going to end up playing. Um, Good game. You know, bust out my my Xbox for those. Mm-hmm. But like, but Dragon Age again is. It, it doesn't give you that tabletop experience, which is which kind of sucks. Like Dragon Age is a great comp, great cross between like Mass Effect and D and D. Awesome. Okay. Dragon Age. So. Dragon Age Two is there, but Origins is amazing. Origins is amazing. Too. Two was Two had better graphics, obviously, and was a smoother combat system. But One just had so much more content to it and a way better storyline. I've also never played Dragon Age. You Don't should. get me started on Inquisition. You should. It's it's a great series. Inquisition's yeah, I, good too. So yeah, I heard Inquisition. I heard great things from Inquisition. My husband loves that game. Yeah, you you'll enjoy it. Inquisition's good. Inquisition nice. takes what what worked really well in two with a similar storyline to one. You could just play Dragon Age before you start saying like some elf looks like Gilbert Gottfried, but like cute. <laughs> I like the big buff dragon guy in Inquisition, the Iron Bull. Oh, Iron Bull is though he's dope. Yeah. I can't believe they turned Jason Moma into a dragon man. I can't believe it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but like I'm, I'm probably either next I'm going to be doing Inquisition or Dragon Age uh, one through Inquisition or probably playing Mass Effect Andromeda just to get the insanity achievement on that. <sighs> I should have insanity run. Not insanity, but I, I should play Mass Effect Andromeda one day. It's okay. No, it, it's, it's okay. Exactly. It's okay. It's not. It doesn't have the same emotional pull that one through three has just because it was a different set of writers. Like Drew Carpishan was the writer on Mass Effect one, two and three. They, he wasn't with the team for Andromeda, which I think it would have been way better if he was. But for those that don't know Drew Carpishan, he's one of the more prolific fantasy writers in the video game sphere, as well as in the author sphere. He's done writing on Knights of the Old Republic. He did write, he wrote Darth Bane's series of books for Star Wars, which hands down some of the best Star Wars writing out there outside of the Thrawn trilogy. Did the writing for Mass Effect 1 through 3. He also did writing on Baldur's Gate 1 and 2. So, like, he he understands how to put a story together. And that's where I think Mass Effect Andromeda failed. Oh, okay. And Rob, what is something you've been playing? Or a few games? Feel free. Well, I've really only been playing one video game lately, and it's called Sonic Runners. It's a fan-made replication of a mobile game Sega had out a few years back. It's oh. it's so addictive, and I feel so dumb, because it's just like the most simple thing. Basically, it's the same Sonic formula that you know, 
but they took out your ability to control the platforming and you are just running forward the whole time through the levels. And they set it up to where you have like a point system and then you do so many levels and you progress through the different worlds off of these point systems. You collect items. They're having a big event right now. It's like the fourth anniversary of the game being out, the the revival game being out. I'm not for sure how old (laughs) the original release Sonic Runners is. It's over 10 years, I think. Oh, okay. I played it. I know that. I I had it on my phone at one time. (laughs) Oh, okay. But it's so addictive. I I love the little combo systems they set up with enemies and gems as you're going through the levels. You can add in these little buddies that you earn from going through levels and collecting so many points that will increase your points or increase how your items function. It, it's I, so satisfying for me as a Sonic the Hedgehog fan, too, because they just, they're really good about like getting all the icon- iconography of Sonic into it. I, I have never heard a bad, I have never heard a bad thing about a fan Sonic game. Yeah, it's a pretty great fan video game it's community. There's a whole ton of stuff out there I like in the fan community. There's a remastered version of Sonic CD that I've I've played, and it's it's so good. Sonic CD is one of my favorite video games of all time. Oh, okay, I know. I remember that? Like someday I want to do that, but I don't do many Sonics. Like I uh, I know the time traveling aspect of that is kind of lightweight. Like it doesn't really necessarily add a whole lot to the game, but I still feel like it's a very there aren't many video games that give you active time traveling options. I always wanted to play Blink the Time Cat, but never got around <laughs> to that. <laughs> that looked like I, so much fun. I that tried recently, and it hasn't aged well. It made me oh. sad. Oh. The concepts I liked a lot. Oh, How you tell that. me a, an Xbox game didn't age? I know. <laughs> it's, I still had hopes. It's almost as if we know someone who has a podcast about old video games and know if they age well or not. <laughs> right. <laughs> Wild. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, hey, it's I've broken a few hearts on this on this show. And we went back and played a game with, oh, no, our memory is not good. <laughs> yeah. I, absolutely, I absolutely adore that whole era of uh, like PS2, Xbox action platforming. I'm a big Ratchet and Clank fan. I really loved the first Jack and Daxter. And they got real edgy after that first Jack and Daxter. I don't know what the hell got up their butts, but the, the <laughs> second and third Jack and Daxter just became like the most intense anime like edge stuff you could think. <laughs> I absolutely love what they did with Jack and Daxter, and I love how edge lord it was. And I wish we would get more fucking games, but it's never happening. <laughs> no, it's never no, that is dead. Naughty Dog, yeah. no, they have Last of Us games to do, okay, sir? Hey, they got to remake Last of Us 2 already, which I, I think is in development now. <laughs> yes, it is. Why'd you say that? God damn it. <laughs> I don't get why they have to remake a game that came out five minutes ago. Because like, that's all. Uh, that that makes no sense. Again for full price, and you get people to buy it. Hey. I, I yeah, think... and I know I, I know like half a dozen people that are going to buy it, and it's not, it, it, in my opinion, that's it's a waste of time and a waste of effort. Like there are so many areas in the video game industry that can be on, that can be like retap that, 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 that effort can be tapped into. Like I mean, want to release sense. games when 80% of the library, you can't touch when you could just release last of us three times in three systems. I mean, come on now. 
Oh, and we did it, and we made money. Damn it. Oh, the ethics. What should we have done differently? Like, uh, there was an article that came out recently that the National History of Video Game Preservation thing was talking about. I forget the actual, what their agent, what their our actual organization is called, but they came out like, I think it's like 83 or 87% of games. Yeah, I think it's 87% of games are not available commercially. I fucking yeah. believe that. Yeah, see, those can be remade because a lot of these studios hold the IPs to it or yeah, they can I mean, purchase but, the IPs. You know, even they're like, yeah, you can't re-release this stuff. It isn't out there. And, you know, I was thinking of, I mean, I'm a big, as I've said many times, I'm a big emulation guy. So I'm like, for me, like, that's fine. But one of their one of the things that they even said is like, emulation is not for everybody. And yeah, it's not. There, so I get a, it. Yeah. There's a remake of a game coming out that I'm going to make Mike play. What's that? Clock Tower. Ooh, I, I, actually, I, I played Clock Tower, the original one on Super Nintendo for the show, actually. Yeah, it did not, did not age well. I'm excited for the remake. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> sure the remake can age well either. That game is bleh. I, uh, if you don't mind me talking about something non-video game related, sure. <laughs> I got this Web of Spider-Man comic at a local thrift shop. It's episode, it's issue. What is the issue number? It doesn't say the issue number on the front for whatever reason. <laughs> ninety-two September ninety-two. Yeah, it's all about Betty Brant going in to like take down the foreigner for the death of a reporter at the Daily Bugle, and I, I really love her red hair, like. I, I don't know. I don't know. the. She looks like all the tough girls in an image comic in the early 90s. If that helps anyone get a picture of what she looks yeah. like. Yeah. And, it's uh, issue 92, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Issue 92. Web of Spider-Man issue 90 is the oh, one with okay. the as like a random guy in the cover in yellow in a yellow suit. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah. And she her and Spider-Man end up taking on a team of assassins. Two of who died earlier in the issue. I'm having to look through this. <laughs> what issue is it? Issue 92 of Web of Spider-Man. 92, okay. It came out in 92, yeah. by the way, too. <laughs> yeah, the the team of assassins is Warfare, <clears throat> Silence, Pulse, and uh, Swift. I feel like Swift got the short end of the stick when it came to naming, let me tell you. I mean, these are... These are your dime a dozen characters that aren't going to make out of an issue or two. <laughs> no, no, that, that's the whole point of it, too. You know, like they, they they come in and they're just there to get their asses creamed, like in a blown <laughs> up building. It rules. It rules. <laughs> I, uh, Betty Brant is my second favorite Spider-Man girl, of course, after Mary Jane Watson. She'll, no one will ever defeat Mary Jane Watson as the ultimate Spider-Man girl. But Betty Brant... She she's pretty cool. She has a lot of comic book appearances, and she's also played by Elizabeth Banks in the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies. And that's just perfect, perfect casting. God bless Sam Raimi. God bless Sam Raimi indeed. In the Bugle, the random <laughs> yeah. girl in the Bugle. Yeah, she's the sister oh, okay. in the Bugle to Jay Jonah. Yeah, yeah the but, one that's like, here you get paid, get out of here. Yeah, and this one, yeah. She, she decided to go in and take revenge for her friend's death. She's not she's not Jay Jonah's little assistant or Peter Parker's lover anymore. Peter Parker's lover. That's an almost uh, quote for uh, quote <laughs> riff from this book. Yeah, um, I don't I don't have a lot of history with the entire Web of Spider Man series. They they discontinued this sometime in the middle of the nineties. They they had three whole series going on for Spider Man in the nineties, so he was doing really well. 
Well, in the 90s is when Marvel started going bankrupt and well, yeah. they started selling the film rights to some but, of these characters. That's how but, Sony got their hands on Spider-Man. They wouldn't have gone bankrupt if they would have quit printing so much shit. Like, that's that's all that was. They just needed to quit printing so many variants and all this other crap. But if you don't uh, print all these books, how are you going to make more money? <laughs> I mean, that's all they could <laughs> You know, I know. I Yeah, no, they, they fucked themselves. I also want to mention this Vampirella book I got number nine. I, I got like two or three <laughs> months ago. I, I know I'm not. I'm not gonna hog the microphone. Too oh no, you're fine, longer, guys. <laughs> yeah, you're fine. It's not Marvel Snap. We're all good. I already hogged enough of that. <laughs> it's the most I've ever paid for a comic book before, but it was totally worth it. it. It's it's literally the ninth issue of Vampirella. It's got Wally Wood works in it. Uh, he did a story in this called The Curse, and it's it's. I mean, it's kind of like a story that just eats into itself, but it's got such beautiful artwork. Wally Wood was one of the greatest of all those kind of that era of comic book artists. I, I some of his work I don't quite like as much as others because he ended up working in some like some of the cheaper areas of comic book entertainment. He he was making like pornography for the troops at one point to keep the bills up. But he, he was still an amazing artist, and every time I come across something by him, I'm always flabbergasted by the level of precision and detail in it. How much did you spend on the book for Vampirella 9? Oh, I really shouldn't say. Oh. Um, <laughs> I, mean, I, I can't dumb. say, but I spent uh, 70 bucks is my highest for First Spirit of Hawkeye. I think it's like 50. It was 50 to 70. Okay, well, I, I don't like giving away my finances all the time. Oh, you're fine, you're fine. No, I spent, I spent about comics. 45 bucks on this. Okay. And, and I talked to the guy down. He was a friend of mine. He sells comics online when he can get them. The I, only I, problem... I used to be big <laughs> in the comics. Now I'm not like... Uh, I still buy them, but not... The price has jumped up too much for me lately. I got it. I got it cheaper than I would have in some other ways because it's lightly damaged. And and it's only one thing. It's only one type of damage. Somebody who ever had this uh, through the years, they filled in all the lips with red. It's a black and white comic book, guys. <laughs> what? That <laughs> yeah. is the weirdest way to, to yeah. damage a comic. Yeah, yeah. So when you go through it, like every page is like black and white except for the red lips, and it's almost cool except for the fact it fact it like almost destroys the value of it. But even with even a damaged Vampirella number nine, you can sell for up to forty or fifty bucks. So they're getting yeah, that's that not bad. rare. That's I mean, bad. I don't. I only buy Marvel and DC comics. I kick myself because I have the entire run of Invaders comic, which is a World War II comic that I only yeah. bought because the cover had a dominatrix in one of them and a Nazi symbol. And I'm like, I'm I know how you are, series. man. I know how you are. <laughs> oh, I I love World War II stuff. I find it so so interesting, and I'm big. So I had I had that whole series, all but the first issue. I'm missing. Yeah, I, I wish I had more, more Vampirella, you know. Even if you get past the, uh, like, skimpy factor of Vampirella's costume, she has some of the absolute best horror comics of that age. Now, comics are fun. I've been reading the TMT comics, which I've been doing episodes on on the show for a while. Those are the IDW stuff from 2011 is really yeah. damn good. The IDW Sonic the Hedgehogs are also excellent. Those are great. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. That's weird to me, but I can believe it. I mean, <laughs> IDW makes some good stuff, so. Oh, the Archie so Mega Man. Better. I read one arc of that a very long time ago. That was good. <laughs> An Archie Mega Man. <laughs> it was actually decent. We were gonna. I was gonna do more of it, but that never happened. So 
Did you guys know that the Archie had a deal with the Punisher at one point, and Archie got yeah. his head blown off? I've seen that. I've seen yeah. those. Like, I did not know this. Tell me more. <laughs> I don't know. That's all I know. It's you know, shot. Archie. The Punisher's after Archie. That's what it is. There's like it's a one shot, and there's also Archie meet Archie versus a Predator, where the Predator kills Archie, and there's some other. There's some really there's, random ass shit too. There <laughs> is Archie versus Sharknado, and it has a very explicit Evil Dead call out where he like. Uses a, a chainsaw to <laughs> take down some of the Sharknado. <laughs> oh, and I do have one other game to mention that I was playing uh, that I started playing on Steam Deck called Undermine, which is a roguelite, looks like a Zelda, Link to the Past Zelda clone type game where it's a rogue game, but it's actually pretty damn cool. Okay, a miner, keep going down different levels and get stuff and then buy new equipment like a normal roguelite and get stronger. Nice. Pretty cool, actually. It, it was like five bucks on. On Steam during the summer sales, I picked it up, and I'm like, this is pretty fun, actually. Hell yeah. So, yeah, recommend it when it's 5 bucks, not for 20 Yeah. <laughs> A lot of those roguelike games are pretty good for cheap. Rogues have so you'll, rec- you'll recommend it on sale versus full price. So it, it's $5 good, but not $20 good. Got it. I don't recommend it. I mean, I don't even pay $20. Yeah, the only say, thing I, I pay can't... $20 for or more is Nintendo games. I don't have a choice. Yes. Because they I... very rarely, if ever, go on sale. Yeah, and I'm not comfortable enough Looking to at you, Mario Kart. long gone. <laughs> I'm about to pay $20 for Sonic Mania when I'm a little more stable <laughs> financially. I never got around to playing that, and that is one of the better Sonic games from what I understand. Hey, there's some really good Sonic games. I was, I didn't mean, I don't play enough Sonic games. I'm still watching that damn Sonic Runners thing that you post, you posted the name of it, mm-hmm. Star, and I'm now w- watching the video of it. Oh, it's such- <laughs> I was, so, no, I was going to call out Sonic Dreams Collection as a very prime example of not all Sonic fan games are good. Mike, you should <laughs> not watch that now. Whoever mentioned Sonic, oh yeah, Rob mentioned oh, okay, Sonic Runners. Yeah, I started, I, I looked it up. And I ended up watching a video of someone just had all the different characters just playing it. I've been watching it for a while now, and I'm like, this is actually really cool. <laughs> but now I'm looking at Sonic Dreams Collection because you have my... What were you going to say, Star? It's very challenging, um, like just emotionally and mentally, in my opinion. I have I played uh, Pikmin 1. I redid that. Uh, Nintendo. Yeah, it's still solid. I, I My partner went and bought me the second one because I played it so fast. I'm kind of sad because I didn't know this. The second one, the remake they just released, it removes all the licensed producting, which totally makes sense. But it's also like it just takes a little bit of the charm away. Of like, oh, it's not oh. a Duracell battery. It's a powerful pack battery. And I'm like, <laughs> OK, sure. I miss Carmex and, and root beer and all this, but it's fine. So, But yeah, Pikmin 1 still really solid. Still child horrifying. I was telling I, a friend the other day that you could get like three Pikmin games out of the budget for one Mario game. Yeah, I can see it. The Mario game does have less trauma though, because man, <laughs> yeah, those screams and those ghosts I, they haunt me. I don't, maybe Mario should have more trauma. Maybe that's part now of the I'm interested. Give Mario a gun, uh, just like Shadow. It worked well for him and do that at whatever. Look at Luigi. He hunted ghosts, and that was traumatic for him. Why don't we explore that trauma? Those are kid horror games. I don't care what anyone says. Those are basically baby horror Resident Evil games. Other than the camera, they rule. Good games. It's the gateway drug to Resident Evil. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck, I gotta play Resident Evil soon. Something good and bad Resident Evil. Um, I'm really proud to say I've never been able to beat a Resident Evil game. Oh. Yeah, I can't say that. <laughs> I've beaten a few, and I'm gonna beat more. Yeah, the uh, first one yeah, I couldn't gotta, find like that you fucking fix your life on that one. <laughs> mm-hmm. We were we were talking play about four. Two. Just gotta play four. Just play four. Play four original before you play the remake. I recommend that a lot to people. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. interesting. Thank you. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, they're play, not wrong. Playing playing for remake is kind of like a handicap, and then when you play remake, it, you kind of learn stuff from that. But uh, we're talking about tabletops earlier. I decided to start playing with my partner, Baldur's Gate Three, which was shown off to people as a white-haired elf man has sex with a bear. So I don't know why they released that as gameplay footage, but good job, Baldur's what? Gate, because. Now everybody's yeah. There's an IGN like play where they 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 bring in the people who make Baldur's Gate and they show off some of the game. And there's a character that you can bring into your party who is he's a white-haired elf twink man who you find out through certain playthroughs in the beginning that he's a vampire. And it just it's just him getting up and he's naked. And then there's a bear that gets up and like he basically fuck the bear. Oh, okay. I did hear about the bear fucking. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I but it got you to play the game. No, not at all. I was in a group and there was a very pretty strong response of like, I don't know if we like this type of content. And I think we're in a halt conversation about it. And I, I cowards. I think if we were going to have druids who could shapeshift into other animals and have human consciousness and human consent and they want to be a bear and you want to, you know, like, fuck yeah, dude, I'm here for it. I think we need more challenging fantasy bullshit like this. And there are other options in this list. It's like, oh, what type of creature do you want? One definitely sounds like a wolf. One sounds like a bear. And the other one's like something small and sneaky. And my brain has been going, man, what is that other one? It could be so many things. And I want to know. And I'm excited to find out. And I am a little sad that the media is focused on it. But I am also very proud of them for going, you know what we're going to do? This game, bear sex. That's it. It's happening. <laughs> Well, no, what, I mean, how what, do we like? No, like, has has anybody actually encountered that scene in the game yet? No, it's it's after no. the. Uh, so yeah, how do we build. know? How do we know it's not them playing some like random joke and just including things from movies like Super Troopers with the Halloween costume? No, so I I played that beginning and that even the beginning which I barely even scratch the surface of because there's a there's an alpha build out right now where you can play up to a certain point. I, I I did what I had to there. Apparently, I missed. I killed someone on accident, so now I have a locked door. Me me and my husband are thinking about rerolling because we're. I think he's he's something, and I'm a ranger, and we have no healer, and it's a bad time. But um, <laughs> shut up! I can hear him in the background. <laughs> uh, they we we got someone killed, but the the same white guy, white haired guy, he's a he's a vampire, and you can, there's a part where you can free him, and he's like, oh, I'm really weak. Uh, can you help me out? And it doesn't say how to help him. It just said you can agree to help him. And apparently he just noms on you as a vampire. And then you completely skip like the, the tutorial boss fight and everything. And you wake up from the crashed ship. And it's just like, what the fuck, dude? He's like, yeah, I probably should have told you I'm a vampire. My bad. <laughs> By the way, like I want I want to make it clear to the general public that I only support this only if the bears are as hot as like the rest of the Baldur's Gate women. You know, no. I just, no, I just want bear. equal. It's a full bear. Just it's a full uh, bear. Like, like it doesn't. Bear. It doesn't even have like a sexy bikini or something to nope. wear. Like bear. Brown bear. Bear. You're not even trying. I listen. If we want to put a bear in a bikini and that makes it different, fine. But as long as we can just, you know, as a group of people and humans, be like, you know what, consensual human transformation, transfer Marvel bear sex is cool. That's all I care about. I can walk away. You know. Look, oh, also, okay, okay. So it's a transmogrified bear. It's not just like a yeah. It's a man. Bear. It's a druid who can turn into other creatures. So he turns. It's not into a bear. yogi bear. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. It's a very real brown bear. It's, uh, <laughs> but it turns back into a human. Uh, I don't know, but I mean, I there. I seduce the dragon every D and D session. I get. It. I don't care if that thing turns into a human or not. I'm gonna fuck that dragon. But uh, 
the other game that I need to play today because it just came out is uh, Exo Primal, and I've heard cool things about that, so I can't wait to play it. What what's all what's the hell about? I don't know what the hell that is. Exo Primal is Capcom's new cash and grab game where you basically it's like I don't know if it's for uh, PvP, but it's four people and then you find a bunch of dinosaurs. One of the characters on the team, because you have like a team that you talk to, we help you your own, make your own character, and she very much looks like the main character from Dino Crisis for some reason, and everyone uh. is just butthurt at Capcom. But uh, I think it's fine. There's some point where like there's a raid where you have to defeat like a thousand Velociraptors, and like a portal opens up, and it just keeps continuously dumping out Velociraptors. And people said that that the game still runs at 60 frames, so I guess Capcom knows what they're doing. But it's also very much a cash grab because it's 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 like smite where it's like oh you can have your your characters in your regular skins or we can sell you the skin where your character's a pirate or we can sell you the skin where your character's a cute chun li because we're capcom so it's right yeah oh they take some money out of me for that chun li costume let me tell you (laughs) (laughs) that's a that's a woman i admired greatly as a young man she really does just look like the dino crash dino crisis (laughs) protagonist that side yeah. red hair swoop. It's like, boy, why? Man, there's, I had some cool times with Dino Crisis when I was a kid going to arcades. There's a was I'm I'm, I'm gonna post it. I was gonna post it in this chat, but I don't have it. My my partner's character is whatever is in the Facebook chat, and he said he did that, but he was playing for like three hours a day, <laughs> and that's that's what he got. But it's, it's it's like it's also like Warframe. It's like Warframe and dinosaurs. If anyone ever played Warframe, and that game. I don't even want to imagine how much money my partner sunk into that game. It's it's, it's terrifying. I haven't played Warframe in years. They, it's a good game. Uh, they they have they keep they had it. They're having or had a huge update recently, and it makes the game really cool. And it has a lot of story stuff in it. And it's a there's like a single player story too that explains how the first Warframe came about. It's all kinds of cool shit. I'm waiting for yeah. them to to cross to cross mog everything because. We play on Xbox originally, and I'm not starting a whole new fucking game on my fucking PC. Right. Is, oh, I agree. That is I, I, it sucks. Biggest gripes with Dead by Daylight to this day is they did create a system for cross-platform uh, account progression and, like, because you can share all your content. And they're like, yeah, we made this. And like, we'll eventually bring this to more systems. But for now, we're primarily just going to let it people who have Stadia and Switch accounts merge their accounts. And they have never released any other mergers. And it's like, who was like, yeah, I play this exclusively on Stadium Switch, and I really need my account merged. And they're like, we got your back. It's like, oh, I play this on PC, Steam, and Xbox Game Pass. And they're like, nah, you can't do that. We we aren't. We're busy. We can't make that a thing. It still makes me spicy. Well, and like with the way that video games made, it's just a bunch of flags that go onto an account. So you figure it'd be a lot yeah. easier for them to just do cross progress like cross progression like that. Exactly. Yeah. It's I don't nah. Tell industries are wild. I the last game I wanted to say that I have been playing was Frostpunk because it's that time of year where I'm just so hot and I play Frostpunk and try to just feel cool and that game still holds up. I love that game and I can't wait for its weird sequel whenever that comes out. What kind of what kind of game is that? I have no clue what that is. I've never heard of it. Frostpunk is a uh, city management in a like sort of like kind of like 1800s British ice apocalypse. And so it's very much like, yeah, you take like these, you know, British people from like the 1800s and they settle cities in these in, you know, basically a global climate apocalypse via snow. 
And mm. so I play it, and it helps me feel a little more cool on these hot, hot days and nights. Because I'm just like, oh, yeah, I wish this is the, the climate apocalypse we were heading towards. Just snow everywhere. Yeah, I feel um, you. Same. Oh, I, yeah. I, I, I'd rather have that. Yeah, uh, but it's it's really fun. It's um they the game I, it's probably like six years old, but it did really well. Um, the studio has been working on a sequel for a long time, and I think that one's coming out next year, uh, twenty eighteen. So yeah, like five years. Uh, was the original came out. Um, but yeah, it's I don't know. It's it's someone who like I like to play a lot of different styles of games. I I don't often find myself super into like city management sort of style games. But for some reason, this one just sucks me in every time, and I think that's really cool. It's like I don't, I don't think you have the narcissistic personality disorder to be a politician. So that may be <laughs> that may explain why you <laughs> like playing those types of games. So they added a, a, an update later, and I may have been through DLC, but basically, like initially, you can create city policies, and it's only like a small web, um, and it's like things of like, oh, and instead we're gonna make soup thinner, or you can choose to add sawdust to soup. You know, some classic like 1800s political decisions. But later they had an update <laughs> that allowed you to choose between one of two routes, which is one is order and one is religion. And during the religion <laughs> route, you can go all the way to, yeah, I'm the new god of this world and you should all listen to me. So it is there. Order is just the the same. You could take it to the same extreme, but with like, hey, we have guards. And they said that you, you know, crossed the street at the wrong time. So we're going to kick you out of the city, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. So, yeah, it's uh, I, I love the uh, like the structuring of either re- order or religion. Like, <laughs> yeah, they, they don't come together on any level. No, <laughs> I like I think both trees signify an interesting thing of like, yeah, we can just go to the part of where it's like, oh, there's churches and soup kitchens. And then it's like, OK, well, now we've added, you know religion based law enforcement and it's like mm, we're going we, we're progressing further and further to this point and i don't know about this but it was fine in like the first <laughs> few steps all right any other games you guys want to mention or should we go on to movies and tv i have one game i would like to talk sure, about please. for a little bit unless anyone else wants to talk about something else the game wise okay. No, okay so i've been playing final fantasy 16 and that is <laughs> Uh, hands down probably an amazing final fantasy game it plays like devil may cry but not enough i wish the combo system was more definitive because devil may cry to which dante has his you can do a swing combo and in the middle of each in the middle of uh, pressing the three buttons you can always stop and for like a second and then change his combo there's pretty much just a straight combo in this game you also have a bunch of abilities that stack I got past where the demo is. Demo is a really good stopping point. I don't think it shows off enough of the game because technically after the demo is a time skip and then you get to a decent chunk of the game and it feels kind of small and you kind of wonder why. But it's because that's also technically just the first part and then there's another time skip that happens that actually introduces what the main meat and plot of the story is, which very much gets very Kingdom Hearts. I know someone said like somewhere where it's like, oh, man, I can't believe Final Fantasy 16 just turns into Kingdom Hearts. I'm like, it's probably not that bad. And then uh, it turns out that... Does anyone want to hear what happens? I, I don't care at all. I'll never play it, so go ahead. Anybody else? I, will, I probably won't play it for another year or so. I always let the hype calm down first. Let them fix all the bugs. It'll be years. Yeah, <laughs> and I won't remember this conversation even I'll edit it. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that's a bad thing, too. It's fine. So you basically have the main character where his family and the 
they basically have icons, and every icon is basically someone from the from the Final Fantasy uh, series. In the beginning of the game, you're playing as Clive, and you see what is basically Titan fighting a big snow woman who is uh, Shiva. And you kind of get into Clive's backstory where for his family, his dad's a lord. And then one of the things that's really cool is there's you can hit the PlayStation button, and you can read up on stuff to find stuff out. And there's also like a guy you can go to that has history of characters and you kind of find out that your parents are cousins, but that's all weird. Game of Thrones, <laughs> Game of Thrones, okay. like this is how it works back then. So no one bats an eye. And so your brother, instead of you being the main character, being the icon of the Phoenix, your brother is. So you decide one day they're going to go out and whatever. And it turns out that a bunch of guys got into the same armor that your kingdom has, and they, they end up trying to usurp the throne. They kill the king and everyone else. Your brother turns into the phoenix, but Clive somehow turns into Ifrit, but he's not really Ifrit, because there's a part where whenever they fight, you see Ifrit like, just completely ripping the phoenix to shred. And I, I have to give it to this guy that plays that plays Clive because he his like guttural screams of him watching his brother being ripped to shreds as the Phoenix is just peak voice acting. Like it's just amazing and great to which then you're introduced to a new time skip, which is like 10 years later where uh, Clive's mom, who was the one you find out did the usurping and let the enemy in makes Clive a slave, which is why he has that mark on his cheek. And basically in the, in this version of the final fantasy world, if, there's if you can use magic they make you a slave for the kingdom because you should be giving your magic to the kingdom or whatever blah 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 but everyone else uses crystals to which then you're saved by the most hunkiest goddamn final fantasy character <coughs> man who is sid the sid of this game uh, ha <laughs> has odin he has lightning powers and my god this man could like wet and i'd be on the floor collecting it in a cup wanting to drink it <laughs> Jesus, you are right. Like I can verify, yeah, accurate. Yeah, like voice smooth as butter, just sexy of a man. But <laughs> like me, right? <laughs> so, so you end up going because he he end up finding out his plan where he ba which I think is a really good plot where you find out that the Chris the mother crystals, which there's four, is always crystal in Final Fantasy because they're like we can't figure out what's going on with this blight because I mean, that's blight. part of Final Fantasy. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's blight and it's and the the world's dying. We can't figure out why. To which you find out that it's the the mother crystals that like are sucking the life from the earth to give people magical powers. So uh, Sid's main you know thing is he's like I want to destroy the, I want to destroy the mother crystals. I feel like that's why we were given the icons to do this whole thing. So you end up going to the first one, and this like it gets very near automata kingdom hearts where this big alien comes out and you have to fight it in another world. And Clive finally figures out how to use Ifrit, And it's just a, just a great boss fight and everything. And then you find out that there's like an alien species that wants to get all the icons back because they want the world to die. And then just all kinds of mind boggling shit, but it's, it's just great. And it, I feel like people don't play up to that point. Like they give up too early. But I feel like that should also be another good stopping point to where if, if you for sure don't like the game up after that, you're probably not going to like it at all. How much of this plot that you discussed was like the percentage of game completion, like 10? Oh, 30? yeah, no, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm like 10 out. I'm like 10 hours in. Oh, that was a 10 oh hours in. Oh, my God. And I'm like, what? What? How long is Final Fantasy 16? And it's like 40. I'm like, that's not bad. But holy shit am i tired like i've i'm barely at the halfway i think actually i just beat it i played some of it last weekend and i think playstation you can tell with with the way uh they have story achievements so they use those achievements to tell you how far along you are to complete the game in general 
And I want to say I, I just checked and I'm at like 52%. So I just hit the halfway point, which is much further than, than the part that I described. Uh, I got my third icon, which is Titan, and I have rock abilities now. But it's all kinds of just goofy Final Fantasy shit. And then also Game of Thrones. So it sounds like it. Yeah. See, I miss when Final Fantasy just used to be, hey, here's a group of teenagers. You're going to go kill God. I'm glad to be. <laughs> That's essentially it, too. But I'm glad to be finally playing a, a grown man, you know, because Titus is annoying. <laughs> but before we move on, I just want to ask a question. Now, the Devil May Cry games, those are the ones where the devil had the possibility of crying, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, OK, just, I just want to clear it off the table. Very, very good action games. You never play them. <laughs> Very yeah, good games. They're they're peak goofy. They're peak like this. This is this is what I need in a storyline of like people being stupid and edgy and ah my mom. I, re- I remember in video game magazines <laughs> it looked like David Bowie was going to hell. Like in every, <laughs> <laughs> in every fucking ad, it looked like David Bowie went to hell, it, which he uh, probably did. I mean, he was kind of a dirty guy. I don't blame him though. <laughs> you know, he could fuck around. He was David Bowie. <laughs> The basic definition of Devil May Cry is two brothers have parental issues, and you'd be be surprised which one has the mommy issues. Oh, yeah. so wait, they're like the band Oasis. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, it's a perfect series of just devolving in, and enfolding in on itself. The first one's like very much like, oh, there's some wackiness, but he's like, nah, I'm just a cool dude. And there's a hot babe, and it's sad, and there's the devil, and we kicked its ass. And then it was like, fuck, we gotta make a sequel. We're gonna shove plot in here. And they're like, God damn it, this should have just been Resident Evil 4. That's what we started with. And then we were like, oh, we got to do something else with this. That's that's, that's, that's my funny. favorite. That's yeah. my favorite Devil May Cry fact that it used to be Devil. It used to be Resident Evil 4. Yeah, they were like, we got to give Leon some wicked shit. And they were like, all right, hold on. We've gone too far, but not far enough at the same time. So we're going to diverge oh, this into two paths. Well, no, it, it wasn't even Leon. It was originally the dad who, who in, in Devil May Cry series of Sparta, it was originally supposed to be Spencer, and Spencer made two clones, and the devil oh. triggers were so the devil yeah. triggers were supposed to be BOW transformations, and it was just fucking Hideki Kamiya was like, I think we we cranked it to eleven too hard. I don't think we should keep <laughs> doing this. I want I want a different I want to experience that timeline just for a little bit, just to be like, oh, this is what Resident Evil turned into. Fuck yeah. <laughs> okay, I can go back now. <laughs> Star, do you have any games you want to mention still? Uh, no, I think I've binged through most of them. I okay. I have a no. few. I saw one movie in theaters since the last time we recorded We recorded one of these. I went and saw Flash in theaters. That's <laughs> fun. That's a fun movie. I know we talked about it last time, but I didn't watch it yet. John had talked about it who was on here on, on, the, on that month's What Are You Playing? But that's a fun movie. I think it's, the director is good. I haven't seen it yet, but that's what's making me kind of want to see it because I do like Andy Muschietti. It's a decent film. It's way better than it has any right to be. So there is that. But I, I really enjoyed the film. I was like, I was surprised how much fun I had watching it. So I, I have heard there's really good emotional moments in that movie. I'm just going to wait for it to be on HBO Max and not the blockchain, apparently. No, and that's that's completely fine. I mean, you, you could easily wait for this to be on Max. It doesn't matter. But it was fun. Like, I, I really enjoyed it in theaters. I was glad I watched it. It was more fun than I expected it to be. I mean, it it's kind of crummy in the fact that, like, when you th- you know that the, that universe is gone completely, and you know, like they make some comments, and I'm like, but it was a fun movie. There's a there's a few really good jokes in it. Uh, yeah. Speaking speaking of the Flash, the Batgirl plot got leaked, and it was actually supposed to piggyback off the Flash. Why did they that. have to do that crap? I was so pissed when I like called that. Like I 
like of all the things like to do to just disappear this movie and make sure no one ever sees it like that oh, that felt so cruel and fucked up Ugh. you guys want to know the worst part what sure. Well, yeah sure right Brendan Fraser was supposed to be like the most sympathetic villain ever, and we're never going to get that because oh, it'll yeah. come out at some point. At some point, they'll release it in some bonus feature on something. I'm I'm <laughs> hoping. I, well, they can't make money off of it. No, I'm but they can release it as a bonus feature. Someone's hoping they leak it during the writer's strike, and I hope it ends up becoming true. Okay, me too. All right, we have we have the writer's strike and the actor's strike happening right now. So yeah, oh, yeah they're both kind of happening dude. concurrently. You better enjoy what new TV and movies you're going to get. Yeah, well, some report I read some... online said 2025 could be when, like, we start seeing new content post this period. I was like, cheapest. Good. I mean, for me, it's fine because yeah, I, totally I do a down. podcast and I don't get the stuff anyway. But, you know, for the average person, like, that's bad. Let yeah, me I tell think... you, I am full on strike. Like, I, I, I full on support the writers and actors guild and the people in the animation guild who are joining them as well. They've been the people in the animation guild have been dealing with this crap just as mm-hmm. much as anybody else in entertainment. Have Have you guys seen Spider Verse? Yes, and I'm horrified. I have what not. Came out after. I have it. God, I have it. I need so, to. You need to. So uh, we're we're not going to get into it, but I I agree that the animators should be on there. There's so much leaked stuff, and to to sit there and have someone from that team be like, oh yeah, we had enough to make like three movies. But like Sony just kept telling us to scrap stuff. That's why yep. uh, a lot of the T-shirts and the backpacks for Spider-Verse don't have Indian Spider-Man. They have a uh, uh, Mech Spider-Man or Spider-Woman, Mech Spider-Woman, where it's like a big Spider-Man with like Mech pieces. And yep. they they just scrapped that for the movie for some reason. They said they were like 90% done. And Sony was like, nope, just take all that out and put Indian Spider-Man in there. Wow. Uh, yeah, they're also, I mean, it was, there was a weird thing that happened. People started noticing that there was different, wait, you mean Penny Parker when you say Mech Spider-Man or Spider-Woman? No, it, it, it's Mech Spider-Woman. It's, a, it's, a, it's in, and normally it's Spider-Man. He's got like a big it? robot arm and like a robot eye, but they, they changed it to be a Spider-Woman for the movie, okay. but they, they just completely cut her out for some reason. No one knows why. And yeah, I'm not talking about Star. Yeah, but yeah, like, basically, it was slowly people started realizing that different cuts had different little snippets, and I, that's, and there's been no explanation, and my theory, and, but that was funny, because the people were like, wait, which one's supposed to be the original? And it was, like, usually small things, but, like, there was a scene where, and not a big spoiler, but, like, where Spider-Man was riding a, like, horse in one for, like, a few lines of dialogue, and everyone'd be like, oh, I just didn't even see that in my, in my theater screening. And so there's these different versions that are out, and I'm pretty sure it's partially because of that. Like, there was just, they said they were cutting stuff, like, and, like, re- redoing it, like, up to the very last minute. So Strange. Yeah, it's an interesting thing that I don't know how much, outside of what's already been leaked about, like, like they said they went through, like, 50 animators had cycled in and out of this during this movie's production. So, like, it's... Jesus Christ. I haven't yeah. seen it yet. I, I need to. I just haven't... Man, where did Chris Lord and Phil Miller find the time? Because they put out a new season of Clone High recently, too, that they'd been working on over the last couple of years. Like, these guys, they can't possibly be sleeping any more than three hours a day if this <laughs> if this is the fucking case. It's crazy. That I've seen a few episodes from that new season series. It's, it's not bad. It's been fine, what I've seen. Yeah. I haven't watched it all, though, yet. I haven't either, but it's definitely like it's fine. I don't think I don't. It's better than the original just by like how it's aged. So yeah, <laughs> I 
I loved all of it. My biggest issue, though, is they really need to take a hammer to this old guy who keeps being like, we need an episode where the first episode makes fun of cancel culture and we make fun of cell phones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Boo, 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 boo. But that's, yeah. that's modern day boomer humor. It can't well, go away. <laughs> that was still better than other examples of modern day hu- boomer humor. Like, I, I still found laughs in that, like, first episode stuff. Like, compared to a lot of other attempts at such humor. Yeah. Mostly because the acting is so funny. Like, Will Friedle is just so committed as an actor all the time. He's always so funny for me to watch. I've been continuing my series of King of the Hill. We, uh, we're on, like, season eight, and it's still pretty solid. And I'm very happy about that, because I had no idea if we were going to make it this far. And it's like, yeah, it's still serviceable, even after all these years. So, excited to see what they do with the new series whenever that comes out. My- yeah. My biggest issue is you can tell when they make that TV show into more of like a streamlined TV show. And yes. It's, it's whenever Peggy, have you gotten to where Peggy falls out of the sky? Yeah, it's around, <laughs> I think it's around like four or five. Because, yeah. yeah, a lot of the extra cast just goes away and they bring them back for the occasional episode. And it was something we noticed. And it was kind of sad because those were some of the, like, I think, best episodes when you had like, I mean, I I'd even say series of episodes. So it's like, oh, yeah, there's, you know, Connie and Connie's parents just casually in the back, like actually having lines versus... Oh, they're there. They just don't say. They also removed um, Hank's dot daughter. God, we haven't watched it in a hot. Oh, uh, Luann. Yeah, they, they had Luann died. move out of the house, which is very much like, a, I felt like just an excuse to get Luann's character out of more episodes. Well, Brittany oh, Murphy died. Yeah, you no. can't really bring Luann back. No, no, no. She's still in the show, and but, she's like in the back, oh, but she's okay. just in less episodes. I think, I don't know when she passed, if she passed before the series ended. I would have looked that up, but I am sad. Yeah, that was the, the big thing, of course, when they announced the new series. I was like, oh, there's like two characters who will not be there for obvious reasons. So I, is Lucky right. in the series at this point? Yes. Lucky? Yeah, Luann's uh, like trailer trash husband that she falls in love with somehow. Oh my god. He's played by Tom Petty. No, <laughs> he slipped in peepee. I don't think, I don't think we've at Costco. <laughs> I don't think we've seen him yet, and we're at like season eight, so it must be soon. Because yeah, I remember he has a pretty prominent like presence after he's introduced for a while. No, no sir, he slipped in peepee at the Megalomart. <laughs> oh right. no, I, sw- I swear it's Costco. They must have changed it, but um, <laughs> no, it's always been the Megalomart. Like because that avoids him having to use things like Walmart, Costco, stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. I, I I have I, weird question. Do you guys have a lot of weird like inside jokes with like your friends or your partners and stuff like that? No. Yes. Yeah, what about? I was like, <laughs> no, I'm not. Yeah, I, mean, I have inside jokes with podcast. Being, I don't have jokes with anyone. <laughs> so me 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 and my me and my partners make a joke that Dale knows that John Redcorn and his wife are together. He just doesn't. He doesn't want to say anything because his friends will think it. He's worried what his friends will think. And that like, he thinks that code for massage is for him to go do stuff. That's why he's like, Oh yeah. Uh, what's his wife's name? Oh, uh, I'm forgetting now. Nancy, Nancy, Nancy. Nancy yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, Na- Nancy's getting a massage from John Redcorn. And it's like, I can't tell them that they're doing stuff. They might think it's, it's wrong because you know, we're in a three person relationship and like they're, they're, oh, they're, that's they're, a good head cannon. There's hints of it too, because like there's one episode where they're doing something. I can't remember what it is off the top of my head, but they're running and John Redcorn sneaking out of their bedroom window, and Dale goes, "John Redcorn, you get back in there and continue giving my wife a massage." Oh and John, yeah. <laughs> and John Redcorn goes back and he's like, he's taking the fun out of this. <laughs> and uh, or like another, there's, there's another episode where Hank's asking Dale questions and he's like, "Who taught Who taught Joseph how to how to tie his shoes?" John Redcorn. 
who taught him how to ride a bike, John Redcorn, and then Joseph taught me. And it's like, he knows. <laughs> I mean, honestly, the thing that's been really fun in this modern day, and it's obviously not written this way, but these characters feel very coded, particularly, I would say, out of everyone, Hank the most and Dale. They are some of the most autistic feeling characters ever <laughs> that is it blows me away how often it's like this man is obsessed with propane he cannot stop thinking about it the concept of sex is something he's like oh, yeah he gets but it's just like it's a lot and i think there's also a lot of culture from the time that explains some of it but it's just so many times where it's like hank doesn't get these social cues that other people around him are getting he's like oh i don't and it's just it blows me away and we, that's our running joke is we're just like it's just so like when you view it in this lens, it's like, God, I can't stop seeing it. And I want to please bring me. <laughs> there's a whole episode where Hank is getting so turned on by propane. Yes. Dreams oh my that God. He imagines Nancy like naked and eating like propane burgers. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's an episode, the specifically the, the, the little key details that it's, he starts feeling bored with propane and he, and he doesn't recognize that's what it is. But then he he installs propane in a hot tub, and he's like, the thrill, it was so different and used in such a way I've never seen before. And I was like, oh, my God, this man. And it's like, uh, yeah, oh, I love it. I love it. This is, it's a, like, again, I'm surprised how well it's held up. And, like, there's definitely been seasons we've had come out. I'm like, oh, that one, we could really skip that one. Oh, but like, oh there's overall. a couple of libertarian type like episodes, oh. like the one where the drug, like Hank hires a drug addict. And it's all about how like, oh, well the government are just bending over for these people. It's uh, yeah. I hate that episode. There's also an episode where Hank becomes a pimp. And that was a weird <laughs> episode that I, I just like, though, I mean, the worst one, there's an episode with dolphin sexual assault, which isn't even like funny, in my opinion, at this point. But the one where he unintentionally becomes a pimp is a beautiful line of like, what the fuck was this? And it's beautiful. <laughs> and I don't want it to stop. I want to I want to say something real quick. Peggy was rocking that shit when she got in that like, yes! outfit. like I was like, rocking Peggy, that shit. this is great. Like the empowerment and the outfits. And it's just Texas 2000 culture of like, wow, what a skank. And I'm like, this outfit is some of the most like tame stuff. Yeah. Like relative. But yeah, uh, Not for it's Texas. A, Mm-hmm. Yeah, as, yeah. As, as a guy who grew up in Texas, so I love watching King of the Hill and being like, "Yeah, that's that's definitely what that is." Yeah, <laughs> I um, haven't watched that show in years. Uh, me for either. some weird. So this week I got Pink Eye, which does coincide to the story. So I was like, I don't want to watch anything that I care about. I just want to sit on my couch and do nothing because my eye hurt. And I started watching. I found I could watch Pawn Stars on Roku from season one all the <laughs> yeah. way through, that's and that's what I'm doing show. now. <laughs> That sounds like the show to watch when you have pink eye. I mean, the show is so stupid at times because it's so scripted. Like, I know it's scripted, but I'm like, this is fun. Like, there was one where the the guy, they told the guy that these cards are fake. He's like, if the cards are fake, then is the wife real? Is the dog real? And I'm just like, why did you make, you made me think of Blade Runner when when you were saying this, but (laughs) it also came to my mind because in Blade Runner 2049, I asked the dog real. I don't know. Ask him. So that's what it made me think of. And it was just like. It's so stupid, but no, yeah. So you can, if anyone's curious, you can watch all the Pawn Stars for free on Roku. If you have a Roku, well, just download the Roku app on your phone. It's a little annoying to do on your phone. You have to press more buttons to get to the mobile part of it, but you can watch all Pawn Stars if you want to. You are the only person equating Blade Runner and Pawn Stars together on the entire planet. Let me tell you. I'm sure I am. (laughs) 
hey, like I the thing that the part of that show where it becomes too much is when they have their background skits of like <laughs> like there's a scene where they interact with customers and I'm like okay it's scripted but from what I've heard like those sales and the amounts actually do happen and it's fine. Well, the but, amounts like, happen, it's like, but it's all happens before they film it. Everything exactly. in the filming is fake. Yeah. But then it's like, Johnny, you got to stop not helping the customers. Dang it, Pa. I just am really into my new. <laughs> oh, like in the first game. season, there's a it's random like, girl named Peaches that they have a they have a, they have a skit. where like, you're always late, Peaches. We're going to make you work third shift with Chumley. I'm like, oh, yeah, I get to work with Peaches. I'm like, you don't even work there, Chumley. Like, <laughs> that's where I throw up. I, like, I can't. I, just, I don't know. It, I, the skits to me are like, they're okay in the beginning because the show is newer. Like, I'm only in season two, which I've actually have realized I've seen all of season two at least twice in my life because I recognize it way too much. <laughs> I think Netflix just had a couple seasons at one point and I watched them every so often. I'd rewatch them. But it, it's for some reason, the sh- especially watching the old stuff is kind of fun. I uh, I really like it when the like grandpa's like, damn it, Chun Lee, you left your crack pipe. <laughs> There's some funny shit with the old guy. Like, I wonder how much of that was actually scripted, or he was just like, fucking you assholes, like denial. I, I have a like, it's my head canon that that kind of stuff was real. Like, he was just a crotchety old man that cares more about making money. Oh, you <laughs> couldn't get that guy to act. Like, that's his oh, living yeah. his life. God, it's strangely gonna... amusing. Like, there's one part where in one of the first season one episodes where they get a kite stuck in, the, in on a light. They're like, how much you want for it? 75 bucks. Like, how are we going to get this down? I'm like, I'm pretty sure that wasn't scripted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that just happened when they were filming. They went, well, fuck it. <laughs> there we go. We're going to just film, put it in the episode. Uh, there's another part where the, he drives off and a chair fell out of the back of a truck and broke. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think that was scripted either. Yeah. No. <laughs> I think that really, they, he broke the chair because he was, wasn't paying attention. And they just right. went, ah, fuck it, it's filmed. Oh, well. I wonder so. if this... I wonder if they script the stuff where they buy shit that ends up being fake or if they actually did accidentally buy fake stuff. I think they, they probably accidentally, accidentally yeah. did because think about it. Like, I've, I've known quite a few people who have gone to Vegas and have tried to go into the Golden Silver Pawn Shop. And that line goes around the block, oh. like just to get in to browse and 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 shop like the people that are coming in to do stuff like to sell stuff. They get screened by by History Channel, but they don't find out whether it's real or fake until it's actually on the show. So that's cool, uh, though. I- I was in Vegas, but the shop was, we were just on the strip and I, the shop was farther away and I didn't want to Uber there. I mean, I thought about it. I mean, it probably would have been quicker to walk. <laughs> Ubering wasn't bad in Vegas when I tra- when I was there. The only other thing I'll inject is a little more weeb is uh, I've been watching an anime called Romantic Killer and it's pretty fucking funny and it's on Netflix. It's a Netflix original, most Netflix original animes can be really hit or miss, but it's literally just a you know, <laughs> girl who's like, man, I don't want a boyfriend. I'm in a video game, chocolate on my cat. And then a like, deity appears and it's like oh, i'm gonna make sure i'm gonna put you in these classic cheesy ass anime scenarios to get a boyfriend and her just constantly fighting it and it's very cute and very like just easy to watch and laugh at and move on so that's the only thing i can uh, watch so one uh, thing i've been one series i re- uh, recently finished up watching it's a netflix original the last kingdom super good five seasons it's got like 48 episodes total or 46 but it's it's uh it's based in like the nineteen uh nine hundreds ish AD in England and it covers like the the Saxon Norse Wars. That sounds cool. I haven't heard yeah. I, I think I've heard of it, but I've I've never watched it for sure. Super yeah, good. Definitely. So there's the five seasons and then there's the there's a two hour movie that came out afterwards that kind of ties everything together. Who but like it's got some humor. For? Huh? Who were you rooting for? The Saxons or the Norse? <laughs> I mean I Honestly, I had no one I was really rooting for. I was just enthralled in the show because the main character, he's just 
like he you'd learn to really love him as a character because of the the shit and the pain that he goes through sure. like all the entire series. So that like I wasn't rooting for one side or the other. I was rooting for him. <laughs> so but like I will say like that that's that series is done really well. And it's definitely not for the kids. I'm going to tell you that much. <laughs> Good. Like, okay. I might have to check it out then. I, I tr- oh, every definitely. so often I'm trying to find something new once I get done with my Pawn Stars uh, trip. Yeah. Which should eventually happen. <laughs> but yeah, let's each try that new because like 50 I, minutes long, but it's definitely worth the watch. Like it's it, it it's done very well, and the movie actually has some lines that made me laugh quite a bit. So like especially when they were naming the main character's new sword. <laughs> <laughs> My so. wife and I started watching Glee for the first time. God, uh, I forgot how network TV is. It never ends. Never ends. We're still on season one, and we've been watching it off and on for like, it felt like a month. And I'm like, and she'll watch it while I'm recording, which anyone listen to the show, I do a lot of that. And I'm like, how the fuck are you still on season one? Because like, multiple TV freaking arcs like have happened. Episodes. And I'm like, does this not end? But yeah, that's yeah. Glee's okay. Has like eight up, ep- like 28 episodes per season. Yeah, Glee's okay. I, that's all I got. I There's nothing. There's it's a weird show, so but it's OK. Oh, and a random show I, I watched, which I I got surprisingly into called Rust, Rust to Riches. It, it was a it's a car show on Netflix by a garage called Gotham Garage in California, where they would fix up cars. And it was actually really entertaining. I mean, it's, again, it's, it's it's scripted stuff like I, I'm weirdly in the reality TV all of a sudden, but I really enjoyed this Gotham Garage show, and I highly recommend it if you just want to watch something stupid and listen to people just make fix up cars and sell cars. I am actually kind of into those kind of shows. So. It, it was really good. There was another one. I can't remember the name, but they had a shop in Texas on the border, and they would drive to Juarez and buy cars and then fix them up in Texas and then sell them. And there was one part where they got pulled over in Juarez, and you can tell that wasn't scripted. <laughs> <laughs> like you can tell you see the camera guys start running and stuff like yeah it was not scripted so, i believe it that was i mean yeah, i don't i just got into stuff like that so am i am i the last one or have you have you gone joseph uh, i would i'd like to go if you don't mind yeah go ahead please all right it's time for joe's anime corner oh, yeah. <laughs> anime corner where i talk about shit that's really weird uh oh, so hold on now <laughs> so there's two there's two returning animes that i'm watching and two new ones uh one was on netflix that i can recommend the second part of the final season of bleach which uh is ghost samurai fighting ghost nazis and as usual i grew up watching that show and they it's it's really really exciting to see a show made as a kid and they never released the final season which is part of the book and then to have them finally release it maybe like 10 years later and they just use like the best animation and i'm just tears of joy almost every other episode the other one being juju kaisen which is a show where ironically kids in high school fight a ghost but it's not so happy-go-lucky you know people die and people get their hands cut off and it's just it's it's it, it's it's if you're into shows that like kind of like Walking Dead is as much as I can give an example of where it it's you you you'll get a gut punch every once in a while. But it's nice to have a show with that good of a drama. So the first one that's new that I want to talk about that's on Netflix is called Zom 100. Oh, oh yeah. Where our main character starts working at a office job 
and ends up working there for two years and he absolutely hates it because he w- puts in 18 hours a day and sometimes doesn't even have time to go home and sleep. And in fact, the company's so bad with crunch that there are people sleeping on the floor and the cute work girl that's there is also having sex with the CEO and it's just all kinds of bad. And then one day he wakes up and he goes, man, this job sucks. If only something cool would happen and then the zombie apocalypse happened and he just goes that works and for the first time he feels free okay yeah i'm 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 really excited i, I read the manga and so I, i'm looking forward to good things so the the whole point of the of the show is he makes a bucket list of 100 things he wants to do and so like he is a the, the first episode he ends up finding his boss as a zombie and he basically tells him to fuck off and he used to play rugby in college so he just throws him out of the window it's like the best scene in the first episode uh, i wish i could do that to my boss awesome. <laughs> same and then the other one i'm watching which is uh, my partner's favorite because he read the book of it is i've been sent to another world and now i'm a vending machine <laughs> where the main character is riding his a moped and he sees a vending machine fall off a truck and he gets distracted because he is a vending machine <laughs> He's a vending machine otaku, so the fucking thing falls on him and kills him, and he wakes up in another world as a vending machine, and he has to sell stuff to survive to power himself, and uh, that's also one episode out, but I'm really excited to see where that goes, because it looks really goofy and really funny. I think he his partner's a girl who's like a like a fist fighter, and she just has really awful gorilla strength, so she's able to pick him up and put him on her back. Sounds like a keeper to me. <laughs> reborn as a vending machine i now wander the dungeon i <laughs> fuck that's really good yeah <laughs> for for a series where in in, in japanese and japanese anime now isekais are real popular which is isekais mm-hmm. being transported this is a breath of fresh air uh, my partner like i said read the book and he said he's really excited for it and i completely agree with him so those are my anime hot takes for this episode all right i, I guess it's my turn to shine <laughs> yes to steal the show from everyone and all their shit. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, well, yeah, we mentioned King of the Hill earlier, and I, I haven't caught up on all of it, but I have been going through some of the Mike Judge, the new Mike Judge seasons of King of the Hill that they, Beavis and Butthead, what am I doing? I'm so sorry. I was wondering, I was like, wait, yeah. hold on, what? Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah. no, I've been going through the new Beavis and Buttheads, and they're so solid. I, It's absolutely a miracle that the show is as funny and sharp as it is. The new, the two new seasons and the movie they made are all excellent quality. They're all the like equally as good as each other. <laughs> the movie is particularly funny because it uh it does a lot with the multiverse tropes we've been getting in comic book movies the last few years, and they have a good few shots of that. There's a little bit of the boomer humor stuff where they're uh they're like figuring out cell phones, but they find a way to just make that seem natural and funny in a way that other shows are not able to. <laughs> I, uh, I've also, I mean, I remember growing up with Beavis yeah. and Butthead. I, yeah. Like it's wild how funny they are still like, and, and they're so out of time at this point <laughs> in history, but that makes it even funnier because they're, they're, they're like weirdly obscure and they, they don't fit in ever. 
I've seen one clip from that show and it made me laugh so hard. I was like, I need to watch this. And it's it's like a like a five minute. It's like a two minute clip where it's Beavis and Butthead. And they're because they're older in this scene. They're older. So they're like grown men. And they walk into the gas station and they go, yes, hello, sir. We'd like uh, to put gas in our car. And the guy goes, OK, which pump? And he goes, pump number three. He goes, well, I'd love to sell you gas, but your car is not there. And they go, oh, well, shit, we forgot the car. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's one whole episode in that part of the continuity where they're being told, like, they're, they've are they they've been given a slip of paper saying that their apartment complex is going to be demolished. <laughs> oh, no, no, it's even more than that. Like, they are, ad- they, they are active in making sure their own apartment complex gets demolished because they don't understand when they receive a flyer at their door that their apartment complex is going to be demolished and they just think an apartment complex is going to be demolished so they go to this meeting about it and they actively participate in making sure their own apartment complex gets demolished (laughs) and then when it does and they get done and they're just like all right man let's go home (laughs) just like walk off Thinking like, where's our house at? <laughs> I need to watch this new series. He's the Beavers and Butt. Yeah, it sounds fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it's so, yeah, it's so good. Um, I've been watching some anime, mostly Lupin the Third. I'm a big Lupin the Third fan. I love the romantic thief capering of it all. Um, the, a woman called Fujiko Mine is the best of that series. But I've been watching part five which is one of the more modern iterations. And they do a really good job with integrating Lupin into the like absurdly digital world we have now. Like he can't he can't disappear, you know, like he did before. Everyone has a fucking camera on their phone. They they know who Lupin the third is. He's tracked through the internet by assassins at all times. And there's a really good kind of subplot throughout that part of the series about a tech wizard that they sort of break out of a break out of a self-imposed prison she put herself in. And she's like a 15 year old girl who's still kind of maturing, but she's lived a terrible life because she was a victim of sex trafficking and she got into hacking and coding because it was a way for her to have a form of autonomy and a way for her to work herself out of sex life. And when she when she got out of that, she hid herself away for like 10 years because she didn't want to be found at all. And she ends up helping Lupin in his little capering heist. And there's a lot of, they do, for a very silly anime series that has a share of horny jokes, they do a lot of very mature character work between her and Lupin. Lupin is never a creep to her. He kind of tries to be like a big brother figure to her. He goes out of his way to try to help her have a little better of a life. It's it's very sweet in a way that series doesn't often get. Is, is anybody else a Lupin the Third fan at all? I haven't seen it since the days. I've never heard of it. Oh, you've I never have, even heard of it. I know. Well, I've I, seen some of it more recently, and I'm kind of curious, but there's so much that it's like hard to kind of know where to start, I think. Well, it's kind of cool because it always has the same type of character dynamics through the series, but each series handles those a little bit differently. You have 
uh, Fujiko Mine, his rival slash love interest in the high stakes world of thieving. And then you have his gang of people, Goemon Ishikawa, um, and, uh, damn it now for Jigen, uh, <laughs> the sharpshooter. And then you have, uh, Pops, who is the Interpol agent constantly after Lupin, always trying to get him in jail. And every time he does, uh, you know, successfully arrest Lupin. He's always able to escape, and that cat and mouse game begins again. It's a super legendary anime series. It was like the first anime series that was ever really targeted at adults. There, there were some mature themes in anime series before that, but that was the first one people kind of looked at and said, "Like, yes, this is for adults." Like, <laughs> I also watched New Lupin, and apparently, because that sounds really good. Yeah, yeah, the new Lupin movie is like a Raiders of the Lost Ark type riff. It, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I highly recommend that. Oh, I got to see Spirited Away in 35mm about a month ago. That was an oh, incredible experience. It, it was a good movie. Yeah, I'll never forget. Um, and I had been avoiding that movie for a long, long time because that's always the one you see in advertising or press for Studio Ghibli because that won an Oscar. So since I hadn't seen it since like probably 2010 or 2012, it was just completely fresh to me and it felt felt so real and vibrant in a way animated films almost never feel. But funny enough, uh, speaking of Studio Ghibli, the they have announced that the final Studio Ghibli movie yes. Yes. Is, is airing in Japan and there's no trailer for it. And I'm the, like the final Hayao Miyazaki film. Yeah. And uh, I, I really can't wait. They said it's supposed to be coming to America by yeah. the end of the year. So, oh, they did confirm that. OK, because yes. I'm I'm so excited. I think it's really cool that I mean, I can't remember if this I've ever heard of this, but a of studio it's like hey we don't want you to know what's in this movie before you see it and that's the whole thing and so now it's it's a mission of like i need to avoid anything about this movie before i see it and that sounds really hard but i'm really excited can that become a thing here in america too yeah Probably seriously not. yes go ahead <laughs> no i was gonna say i i think there is but i'm trying to think of what movie it was go ahead there's alien predator that shows you stuff that wasn't in the movie that's in the trailer does that count oh <laughs> that movie hurt me if you can't tell i haven't forgiven has. <laughs> <laughs> No one has, Mike. Don't feel bad. I remember I saw it in theaters. I was all excited. I'm like, this movie sucks. Don't <laughs> <laughs> remember that. I don't. Do um, you guys have anything else you want to mention still? Oh, I'm also watching, kind of half watching Dexter with my dad. The good show. The the serial killer show. Yeah, it's it's been yeah. pretty solid. Like sometimes I think he gets lucky more than it is he's like a good <laughs> serial killer but it's so it's so pretty solid overall it's got some cringe humor that was around that time but even then that doesn't get too bad i i want to watch dexter but i'm also watching house so <laughs> and ha- house is such a great show because it's basically a guy running around with a cane and it's like who lets this white man run around and do these things of just hitting people and saying that they have like butt lice or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dexter's yeah. pretty good. I, I went through a phase where we watched a bunch of it, me and my wife, and I think we got to the, the what's considered the bad season near the end, and then we just kind of, we got sidetracked or watched other stuff and never went back. 
I love uh, when House turns into the rock and roll doctor and he's like pulling off Eddie Van Halen looks in his office just for fun. And somebody walks in and they're like, we have patience, sir. He's like, too bad. I'm the rock and roll doctor. (laughs) Yeah, I watched so much House. Like I binged it for like only a year or two ago. And I don't I think I had like season five or six. And I was just like, I there's certain shows that I watch and I'm like. I'm not embarrassed I'm watching it, but I, the whole time I go, I don't know if I'm enjoying this. That was Big Bang Theory. I watched like nine seasons oh. of Big Bang Theory. <laughs> Big Bang Theory. Oh, stopped. I stopped cold turkey and just went, I don't really think I enjoyed any of that. I think I laughed a handful of times, but it's just like something about seeing it through made it satisfying at best. And all, uh, yeah, I've seen uh, it all, three times <laughs> all the way through since Wonder Woman 20, whatever the hell that Wonder Woman movie was came out. 84. Yeah, so that wasn't that long ago. That was like, and I've seen it three times all the way through. So God, I don't need to see it fourth. But when I see family members watching that show, I just want to tell them, like, no, this is not how how my generation of geeks was. This is yeah, that's how I feel. I this is the work of like fifty five year old men looking down on younger comic books. The first season is trash. Like the way that they, all the characters are trash. But it gets better. How many seasons is Big Bang Theory? Like 20? 11? I thought it's 12. The first first three seasons of Big Bang Theory are rough. I remember one joke that I saw that I never thought. People were like, I don't know how this is funny. And it's like them playing ping pong. It's like, all right. So we all agreed. The table's called like the mountain of thundercats megatron something and he names <laughs> off like three things and oh. the, the laugh track plays and someone's like why is this funny i don't understand why people think that that's funny there's some real dumb shit in there like yeah. they i mean sheldon's essentially an autistic person they don't really show it till later when they kind of dive more into that but there's some really bad stuff early and then when you when you finally introduce amy and the other characters and bernadette it gets much much better i am a surgeon Oh, let's, man. <laughs> so it gets it gets much much better and i i appreciate the show but no the first i was i i thought the show was trash for the longest time and all of a sudden i started watching like god this is funny like i i have a confession to make about that show i don't i don't think kaylee kuaika is the hot one i think the woman who plays amy no not amy bernadette that's that's the hot one let me tell you you're not wrong i cannot I cannot believe they cast that woman as like the ugly other one. Like that that that's dumb. No. Like <laughs> she, she is our movie voice for Harley Quinn. Oh, she did one, I think, as a as a movie, like the Batman and Harley Quinn team up movie they did. The one um, I think Mike hates. Uh, okay. I've never seen it. Ken Bright. Uh, Ka- I heard it was Kaylee- trash, but I haven't seen it yet. And Kaylee Kuwaiko is the new TV show, Harley Quinn, the, the full great. Harley Quinn TV show. It's awesome. I love it. I never finished it. I watched some of the first two seasons with my wife, but I haven't finished it yet. Star, thank you for getting my joke. Yes. I also keep running into clips of young Sheldon, the newer seasons, and that's a hard road I'm having to fight of internal. Because as I've heard at this point, it's like the best part of young Sheldon now is in the later seasons is everything that's not Sheldon. And I'm like, damn it, that does sound I nice. I've never it's watched a- young oh. Sheldon. I will sit down and watch that with my dad. I will not sit down for the Big Bang Theory. It's, yeah, see? Exactly. Oh, my God. You have, like, such good actors on young Sheldon around him. It, it totally picks up in a way the Big Bang Theory doesn't for me. Yeah. Apparently, the writers are mad at themselves because they hate that they wrote the Sheldon's dad dying of a heart attack 
thing mm-hmm. and like him cheating and they're like fuck we were we really wrote ourselves in the corner with that and we wish we hadn't well that make oh he's in the young children then yeah the, yeah the, no his whole family is it's like sheldon when he's like five or something like he starts six he starts really young oh he, and, he's like 13 now i think he's yeah he's, he's already in college but the the tv show where they're where they're at the tv show the mom is like in love with the pastor and the dad's already cheating on the mom with like a neighbor and it's i i do admit that is that i heard the show stuff without sheldon's really good because the whole thing is um his twin sister it goes more into her having i think what's it called glass child syndrome where everyone focuses more on sheldon than her and she runs away and gets pissed off so yeah, yeah. i have heard good things from that show okay maybe i'll have to try I, i've been meaning to try it at some point it hasn't happened yet i if i had to guess i have a feeling as someone who hasn't seen it, but I've seen too many clips that I'd care to mention. I have a feeling it'll feel very much like Big Bang Theory, where like the first season or two is gonna be like, I don't know about this, and then once you can tell there's stuff like, oh okay, this is picking up. Yeah. Most well, shows I feel like are like that too. It doesn't have a laugh track, so that is immediately that's awesome. yeah. That's a that's immediately ten points in my book, let me tell you. Yeah, is that I going hate away? When shows would use laugh track. I, I think track. it is. I think there's more and more. I mean like shows like Brooklyn Nine-Nine that, you know, at this point is, I think, already off the air. But, like, I think yeah. around that time is when everyone kind of started really being like, all right, we got to get this out of here now. Except for, like, very typical modern day, you know, live broadcast TV. I don't think it's a thing. That, I, I think maybe you get something like that now on, on um, like, Adult Swim here and there when they're doing a Hanna-Barbera parody. But you don't get it very often in a non-ironic fashion anymore. Mm-hmm. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Not this. <laughs> All right. Anything else you guys want to say? Or should we wrap this up? I, I have one thing that I haven't watched. I'm surprised you haven't. No one else here has watched it yet. What's up? Has no one seen Secret Invasion yet? I've been I, working I, on it. I don't know how to feel about it yet. I forgot I, about it. I hate it. I just think <laughs> it sucks. I just, just, I just like this is nothing that I wanted out of a Nick Fury character arc of any kind. It just gives him almost nothing to do besides have really tense conversations with people half the time. Most of the most of the p- other people, most of the other cast, they get the actual good action moments, and he just gets robbed, and then is like constantly talked down to by people. I hate it. I mean, he's old. Like Nick Fury, <laughs> so canonically, is, so, we, is we, old. He does. He can't do much. He's gonna break a hip. We just mentioned Keanu Reeves like 20 <laughs> minutes ago. He he yeah. could fucking break a hip anytime. I can see Samuel L. Jackson jump off the stairs or something. It's not about Samuel L. Jackson. It's about Nick Fury. Nick Fury's never been that type at this age. Yeah, I guess that is true. But like, like that's the key thing that people have to remember. Like Nick Fury was in his 40s in the, in Captain Marvel in the 90s, which was set in the 90s. You know, now it's 30 yeah. years later. He's in his 70s. Like, oh, yeah. so is Samuel Jackson. He's 74. I, right. I, yeah, no, I haven't watched Secret Invasion. I, I I know it exists, and I just kind of forget about it. Like, I just don't even care. Well, if, if it makes you feel better, no one spoiled this. If it makes you feel better, they revealed who was a scroll the whole time, and it'll probably shock you because it shocked me, and I got fucking spoiled. Thanks, Twitter, looking at you, phone. Oh, maybe I should watch it. <laughs> I just haven't. I mean, as somebody who's read the Secret Invasion comics, it's it's not what I was expecting. That's fair. Like, so it's just like, the whole time. time? Oh, <laughs> but the, no. the the thing is, is it, <laughs> I know you're not even here. <laughs> right, like the pacing is is so slow. Like, like I wonder how they're gonna tie this into the rest of the whole Marvel universe because aren't they doing like a movie about it? 
at some point, like Secret War. No, Secret Wars is supposed to be an Iron Man War thing. I oh. hope you're wrong. God, I hope you're wrong. No, 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 no. No, I'm wrong. I am wrong. There's an armor. Okay, war. Armor Wars is the Iron Man. Yeah, thing. Armor's Wars was Iron Man. Yeah, my bad. Secret, my bad, like, everybody. Secret yeah, Wars like, is supposed to be stuff with the Beyonder. We're not going to get the Beyonder, but we're going to get something. Something more right. science fiction-y. I, I really like, want to say they, they... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, like, like if they're not setting this up for something bigger, then they're going to do a disservice to it like it needs to this needs to lead to something bigger especially because like when you look at the last phase of marvel movies ant-man quantumania it sucked like as a huge marvel fan it sucked as a non-marvel fan i like that movie a lot and i love that (laughs) i i i've been meaning to watch it on disney plus and i'm just like no i don't care (laughs) it suffers from the same thing thor love uh thor love and thunder did they yes. took they took what everybody liked about Thor Ragnarok with Thor Love and Thunder and then just dialed it to 11 and it gets old. Thor Same Love and Thunder was one of the worst movies I have seen in the entire MCU. Right. Easy. Right. Now, I love now imagine that. Now imagine that with Quantumania. Like, don't get me wrong. The story had promise. Same with Thor Love and Thunder had promise. But it's just getting to that story and getting to the end of that story that it, it just wasn't worth it. I, I'd really like to say I, I think a good deal of why I'm so disappointed with Secret Invasion is because Nick Fury is more of a plot catalyst throughout the Marvel Universe at this point in time. And then to suddenly give him this little six episode series where he has to do all this character building and stuff, it, it seems like too much too late. Like <laughs> It really does. It, it, had yeah. they set this earlier when he was younger and could be more active, I, mean, I think it would have been better. Not even that. They just haven't been building him up as a character over these movies and TV shows. He hasn't been in much for I a mean, while. He, he really hasn't been, and... Nick Fury, you know, we all know he has a legendary career in all this shit. Why couldn't I get some type of show that was him younger? They could have gotten a younger guy to substitute for Samuel L. Jackson to do some kind of cartoon or something. But they'll never, but, after what happened with Solo and that not working, Disney learned the wrong lesson. They learned, oh, if we replace an actor, then nobody will go see our movie. We'll just get the yeah. same actor back forever. I wish I could get my money back from Solo. God damn, I hate that. I thing. love Solo. <laughs> you can hear about earlier this week. I'm talking about Solo in the review. But I love that movie. That's a great fucking movie. There, there are so many people who probably only know me because of how much I bitched about the, my experience with that movie in the theater. I, I just had to leave at one point and go play in the arcade. I was so frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. I love that movie, but I didn't see it in theaters. I thought it was. <laughs> I think as a non-Marvel fan, the one thing I've heard about uh, Secret Wars that I really just want to point out is that each episode, based on how much that entire series cost, was $35.3 million per episode to make. And everyone who hears that number from what I heard is like, wow, I don't know where that money went. <laughs> like, from what is in the content of that show, it's just like, why? Did There's that... not a lot of substance there. No, not $35 like, million dollars worth. <laughs> right. I, I mean, I could see it. I could see it if, if it's all makeup, budget, and visual effects. Which makes yeah. sense, but like, but, there's not more, there's not a lot of substance to the show. Maybe I gotta are, give the show a try before stuff gets spoiled for me. There yeah. are explosions that are really good in like parts of the season. Like towards the end, there's a really, really cool explosion, but I still don't know if that would actually justify 35 million, especially since they they 
saved all that fucking money putting an AI intro in because they're trying to test out how people are feeling about the AI. That's fine. We'll just, you know, pay actors one-time fee, and then we'll take their likeness, and AI will run them forever. That's what yeah. every actor is going to yeah. sign on for. <laughs> I hate AI so much. I'm so sorry. I, I've gotten off the handle. I hate AI <laughs> so much. I hate it so much. I say we just fucking completely shop everything that these executives want because that's nonsense. There's no reason they mm-hmm. deserve to have actors' likenesses for the rest of their lives. That's crazy. Rest of it, time. I mean, don't you know that CEOs work the hardest? I mean, every job I've had is I work the ladder up. I always work harder. Oh, wait. They so, also, yeah, they work the hardest exploiting people. That's how hard they work. They, they have everyone under them's best interests in mind. A hundred percent. They're so concerned about that and not the, mo- the money. That's nope, why. The, the, hey, the ocean sub thing proved that. Uh, he was so Did concerned the, about the safety of everyone, including himself. Did anybody see Ron Perlman's uh, little speech he made? You know what online? you're talking about? Oh, oh yes. Man. Oh, the, the, I read the quotes and I was like, yes, I'm here. Let's go. The only Hellboy I'll ever recognize. I love that man so much. No, it was funny because I think some CEO, one of the movie guys said people well, just, you know, people can lose their house or something like, you know, until they give in. Like it was. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I know where you live. <laughs> yeah. We're careful, motherfucker. They, they need to they need to start putting like politicians in these deep fake AI stuffs and like actually making like really bad content with it. Because I feel like the only thing that's going to stop these bit these big businesses from actually doing AI stuff is whenever the government's going to get involved and be like, yeah, no, there's people making pictures of a government official having sex with a goat and it looks way too realistic. <laughs> Black mirror, and I hear you. I hear yeah, you and going. then and then finally we're gonna have some old a bunch of old man polish be like, nope, nope. You know what? No more AI. If anyone's caught making no AI more goat content, sex. yeah, no <laughs> more goat sex. Government moves slow until there's pictures of me fucking a goat that look a little too real. And then government speeds up real quick. <laughs> it is like a, like what was it? All there, there's all that stuff like the the deep fake videos of Trump like being at rallies and. But it's like people making like stuff to promote him. All it takes is for someone to edit that where he's like, "Yeah, I love gay people," and and all this other stuff. And then we start having people. Then we start having the government get involved. That wouldn't be what it would be. It would be Rambo's body and Trump's face on Rambo. That would be the and it would look real. That would be all the AI stuff they would do. I can't wait for Joe Biden to come out so he can deny the rumors that he was actually a part of the panty and stocking like anime mashup video that someone made. <laughs> <laughs> right, we should wrap this up. I don't want this to go on in last month, which is my record, actually, unfortunately. I got nothing. Um, I see it. You have anything to plug? I can't remember. And I forgot to ask you. No, I don't. Okay. Uh, Star, where can people find you at? I, I live a boring life. <laughs> uh, okay. I, I simultaneously live a boring life, but then I have a place you can look at me where I don't post things, which is Square Milk on Twitch. You might, so I want to make sure you promote it. Yeah, and, sure, one day. <laughs> and Rob, where can people find you at? Uh, you can find me at Conversations with Robbie Sherman. I'm on Discord, Twitter. Uh, I have like a private Facebook. Don't bother me now, please. <laughs> <laughs> But are you on threads yet? That's the big question. No, I am not. I need to go on threads because I've just given up on Twitter. I, I post on Twitter. The game my mom found is on Twitter, but I'm mostly given up because Twitter just rejects my posts. So a lot. Where are you at, Isaiah? I'm uh Facebook. That's about it. Marvel Snap. 
Marvel <laughs> Snap. Find me on Marvel Snap. I'll go to the Marvel Snap directory. Look you up right next to Iron. Uh, hey, you can find me on. Hey, someone might play me. Hey, you wouldn't probably be surprised, but my name on Marvel Snap is games my mom found. Who would have guessed? Uh-huh. I know, right? I, and yeah, like like Marvel Snap has the friendly battle feature. But I'm just saying, if you ever get your ass kicked in in conquest or uh, the ladder by me, sorry, not sorry. You know, <laughs> we once again but, begin and end with Marvel Snap. <laughs> yeah, a beautiful sandwich. She's and not eat. Oh, man, Marvel Snap, one of my regrets in life. I regret getting no, into not. it. I, no, yeah, I not. can't believe that. I do and I don't. Yeah, if you, if you if you get your ass kicked by a surfer deck by the name with with a player by the name of Krovis, then you know, like. Sorry, not sorry. Get good. <laughs> All right. If you enjoyed this show, you can find over 500 other episodes of this podcast. Everything we do is on Podbean. You can find most of what we do on you on YouTube. So definitely go check everything out there. Uh, please rate and review us wherever you get your podcast, Spotify, iTunes, wherever. Just give us a five star. It helps out a lot. And if you do it on Spotify, I will notice it. And I will. And I will smile inside. So definitely go do that. And. If you want to support the show, we do a Patreon for Lil's Dollar. You can vote in our Patreon polls. We have a poll every month, right? This month is Edgar Wright movies that Mike has never seen. So go vote for a Lil's Dollar. And we do have a Discord. You'll see a link in the show notes. Please join our Discord and chat with us. And I want to give a shout out to my awesome intro and outro, courtesy of Helena at Hell Has Free. You can follow her on TikTok, and she's TikTok famous now. Definitely go check her out and support her. Uh, and my buddy Bill Tucker did a lot of the MC, who did all the MC movies with me, and done a lot of other podcasts on the show. He started his own podcast, The Gamer Looks at 40. Definitely go check him out. I think that's everything I need to say. So we will see you guys next time. Bye, everybody. 